o'clock. You know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Hey everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. Radio for humans. Sorry, I've got apple butter gumming up my works right now. No, not apple butter. Almond butter gumming up my mouth right now. <laughs> almond so, butter is delicious. Almond butter is delicious. It's a little runnier and weirder than peanut butter, but it, it's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, everybody, welcome to the show. Of course, joining us as always on the program, Mr. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello, sir. Oh, it's freezing here. I mean, we're going to have frost tonight. Ooh. Are you serious? Supposed to get down. In, I think it, they said it might get down to like 35 around here. Um, yeah. But we'll see. And uh, Rain and Bobber are off. They have family visiting the new house. So uh, mm-hmm. they're off today. And, of course, uh, joining us in Studio SB. The prettiest girl in Cleveland. It's the Suze, everybody. Say hi to the Suze. That's me. I'm here to see you guys. And hi, Joe. And it's going to be an exciting Friday. Hi, Suze, and it is. And Kanye is running for what... office. Oh, yeah. Lord. <laughs> Our Just 46th kidding. president. Oh. He's also running at the mouth, too. But oh, that's seriously. The... Well, funny you mentioned Conway West, uh, <laughs> because we're going to start, we're going to talk about him. Um, you know, Mr. Yeezy misogynist asshole. Um you know, I mean, obviously fits right in with Trump. He makes shitty overpriced products and mm. hates women, treats them like shit. Kanye so. Twitty. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah, I so mean, if, yeah. It, if nobody's familiar with uh, the Yeezy brand, Yeezy. Oh, I've got my Yeezys on. Look at my Yeezys. What kind of fucking name for a product is that? I'm sorry. I don't understand it. <laughs> Maybe it's me just being a crotchety old man. But his tennis <laughs> shoes are fucking ugly. And they're like four or $500. Well, oh if you're God. totally in... That's how a lot of fashion works. It's not very good. But if you're totally in love with the person that sells it, and you'll do anything for them, then you'll spend $400 for tennis shoes that stink. Yeezy! Yeah, with a stupid... <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand it. I think that's how some fashion works. Boy, this show sure is a Yeezy tonight. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Yeezy. It sounds like... Come on. That just... Uh, it sounds like it's a doozy. It's a Yeezy. All I know is I just... I just... When we play the Kanye thing, I want you to be able to find the button for the... I don't have facts to back this. Oh, up. you you're talking no. about Herb Cain? That because it's all right? about. Feel- I don't know it's have facts to back this up. I know it's like 
it's just everything he says is about feelings. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no background. There's no study. There's just like, let me just talk to you about all my feelings. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's stream of consciousness. It was yeah. all stream of consciousness if you were mm. unconscious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> true, true. Mm. Uh, and uh, I also, uh, I did not get all, nearly all of the audio. I, I only got like two minutes of it, plus I got some Jimmy Kimmel stuff because, you know, Jimmy Kimmel was oh. on, on fire last night. <laughs> thank you, and, thank you. You know, th- you this is my favorite thing, and I isolated this from the whole thing because I was like, oh, did you just fucking say? say that did you just say that because that was like a it was like a dare that he said uh, what i need saturday night live to improve on or what i need the liberals to improve on is if he don't look good we don't look good this is a different we're not miracle workers here (laughs) but like you said ken you did you did say this earlier to me I can hardly wait till Saturday because Saturday Night Live is going to come back with a rebuttal. You know they're not going to let that slip. Just put that on a gold-plated plate for SNL right there. Such, it's, it's Boy, just that comment a was a Yeezy. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Joe? They did a whole thing about him on last Saturday night. Oh. I mean, they really, during the, uh, the uh, news update, Yeah, they really ripped him. Make Kanye one. great again. Make oh, or make, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I, I have, you know, I fundamentally have a problem with a lot of, uh, you know, uh, not just rap musicians, but, you know, even even within the metal community, I have a, a, a lot of problems with misogyny in, in lyrics. And uh, Kanye is definitely no stranger to those. I mean, the song Gold Digger, excuse me, you're the one who married the Kardashians and went $56 million into debt on personal spending. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Who's the gold digger there? Uh, I'm, I'm fairly certain the Kardashians weren't too strapped for cash when you married into that family. Man, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not any kind of Kardashian fan whatsoever, but they're fucking loaded. Yep. They got Jenner money, too. He's the the worst spending trophy husband ever, maybe. Maybe ever. Uh, his spending habits are a Yeezy. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Kenny has a new word, everybody. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's Sheila Friend says, nothing can make that orange clown look good. And you... It, it, with a puke face too. Thank you. Well, we'll give you a sound effect for that. Um, and um, uh, and and by the way, uh, oh, okay. So so by calling out SNL, you gotta you gotta you gotta make him look good. You gotta make him look good. And when Trump was sitting there, one of the very few things Trump said, he went, "It's true." <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. What Kanye's saying here about SNL? They're terrible. They're mean to me. It's bad. Mm-hmm. They're bullies. <laughs> Just awful bullies. They treat me like a Yeezy. So, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeezys kind of look like if you could put a diaper on your foot and walk around with that on, with some mm-hmm. tape. You know, put some masking tape around a diaper on your foot. Sure. That's pretty much the look of a Yeezy. <laughs> Now, albeit, it might be comfortable for the first mile or so. Yeah. Well, then diapers and tapers start wearing out. <laughs> I, just, I just can't believe that any time was given to this 
mental illness, you know, that he's, well. <laughs> they're bringing him into the uh, Oval Office with reporters. Like, yeah. this is embarrassing. Do, do you remember? That's embarrassing. Do you, do you guys... And, and he had a, he had a, go ahead. He had a cell phone. Oh. And he kept dinging. You're not supposed to have cell phones in the way. In oh, the yeah. Oval Office. Well, he had to show him a picture of the hydrogen plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, that hydrogen plane's a Yeezy. So. <laughs> okay, so uh, I have like two minutes. Um, I'm sorry. Um, w- w- just say it. Uh, Do you want me to get you a napkin? Yeah. No, don't worry about All right. it. Um. <laughs> Uh, my ver- my... I thought you were pointing at this cabinet over here. No, I don't know what you're talking no. about. Anyway, I got two minutes of this moronic, uh, this Yeezy of a meeting at the White House. Um, and uh, it, it has some of my favorite moments in it. It's so, <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. I, I Unfortunately, I didn't get the, you know, the parallel universes. And in one universe, <laughs> I'm this guy in prison. And, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this one has most of my favorite mo- moments, including the hydrogen plane, I think. I think it's the bravery that helps you beat this game called life. You know, they try to scare me to not wear this hat, my own friends. But this hat, it gives me, it gives me power in a way. You know, my dad and my mom separated, so I didn't have a lot of male energy in my home. And also... Uh, I'm married to a family that, um, you know, <laughs> not a lot Thank of male you. energy going on. It's beautiful, though. But there's times where, you know, it's something about, you know, I love Hillary. I love everyone, right? But the campaign, I with her, just didn't make me feel as a guy that didn't get to see my dad all the time, like a guy that could play catch with his son. It was something about when I put this hat on, it made me feel like Superman. All right, next Democrat who runs, your slogan has to be, uh, would love to play ball with Kanye. That's uh, how how you can get his support. Um, So so then he thinks, hmm, yeah, baseball cap. Only if Democrats have baseball caps to offer, then I'd think about playing catch with my dad. By the way, you want to play catch with Donald Trump? He's going to duck when you throw it back at him. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he's going to throw it to he's going to throw it to you underhand, and it's going to land like seven feet uh, too too far away from you. Mm. And don't then throw you're, a bald eagle at him. Hold yeah. Him. Oh no, mm-hmm. no, no, not my beautiful face. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so so just for Democrats next time around, um, whatever Democrats running, we'll play ball with you. You know, we'll 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 play catch. <laughs> what Maybe in the meantime, feelings. you can go skateboarding with Beto. There you go. There you go. I'm sorry, Kanye. I'm sorry you have pains in your childhood that are are making you a scarred adult. But that has nothing to do with our country. No. And what is happening right now, and how we're failing. Sorry. It's uh, it's it's so embarrassing. It, oh. It's just in, total illogical and stupid. Yeah. I'm just like my blind is blown by this. Um yeah. Well, the way to hear what Jimmy Kimmel had to say about it. Good, but here's good, good. here's the here's the next uh here's the next the uh, half of the audio I have straight from the meeting. You made a Superman. That was that's my favorite superhero. And oh, you made good. a Superman cake for me also as a guy that looks up to you, looks up to Rapparin, looks up to American industry guys. Non-political, no b- 
put the beep on it, however you want to do it, five seconds delay, and just goes in and gets it done. You know what I don't like about, it's not that I don't like, what I, what I need Saturday Night Live to improve on or what I need the liberals to improve on is, if he don't look good, we don't look good. This is our president. He has to be the freshest, the flyest, the flyest planes, the best factories, and we have to make our core be in power. We have to bring jobs into America because our best export is entertainment and ideas, but when we make everything in China and not in America, then we're cheating on our country. And we're putting people in positions to have to do illegal things to end up in the cheapest factory ever, the, uh, the prison system. I'll tell you what, that was pretty impressive. Uh, what? I have no idea what to tell you. I don't, I don't know what to say. <clears throat> wow. Well, the next presidential candidate on the Democrats should wear a Superman costume. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he's my favorite superhero. He is my favorite superhero. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. First of all, I, if I was in the Oval Office, I would have uh, two questions for Kanye West, and that is, um, uh, what uh, what are the names of Superman's Kryptonian and Earth parents? And then my next question, my trivia next trivia question for Donald Trump would be, name a Kanye West song. <laughs> mm, that'd be hard. I like that one that's rappy mm. with the. <laughs> there's some words, <laughs> the best words. <laughs> I let him borrow some of my words. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, actually, uh, uh, the, actually, I do have one more clip of. Uh, um, <laughs> mm. Hang on. Uh, let, let me let me find it uh, real quick. I have one more, one more clip of uh, uh, Kanye in the Oval Office. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he hugged Trump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, he needs to have the flyest plane. Well, I I would hope a plane is, is yeah, pretty fly. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it would fly. So, and Kanye West also he said motherfucker in the Oval Office. Sorry. He said um he said sh- bullshit. Uh, he said balls several times. <laughs> and he didn't say balls. Balls. And he <laughs> said Yeezy. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, kid. How can you take anybody seriously whose business plan includes something called Yeezy? <laughs> I'm sorry, it just sounds dumb. I don't it care what it dumb. means. It sounds dumb. So did they establish how long he's been off his meds? <laughs> yeah. Uh, did, did they talk about that? Uh, did they? There was Is he one off his part. Meds? Well, I understand no. that. Yeah, he he was mis. He says he's misdiagnosed as bipolar. Mm. Yes, and and that I guess as a re- he hasn't been taking his meds. Yeah, obviously. And wasn't um, that white trash piece of shit Kid Rock there yesterday too? Yep. No, no, no. Who was there? It was a couple days Kid. ago. Brown, brown, some. I don't. Know. I I saw a video of Kid Rock going to the White House the other day. I don't know if it Could was old and somebody just retweeted it. I'm not sure. 
But yeah, that it, when Kid Rock or Ted Nugent go in there, it's the White Trash House. <laughs> Everyone. That's cute. Or the Yeezy House. Um, so <laughs> Yeezy now with extra diaper and tape. <laughs> Brought to you from Adidas. No, I ain't gonna look at Yeezys. <laughs> go for it. I'll buy a pair. Yeah, yeah. I, I did tweet Do the other day. Do not support him. I did I did tweet the other day. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to burn my Yeezys. Oh wait, I never wasted money on those overpriced pieces of shit. <laughs> I can only wear a new balance anyway, but I'll stick to my Doc Martens and my Skechers. Oh my god. That's a Yeezy? Oh, then then I tell they kinda look like a diaper wrapped in masking tape around your foot, don't Actually, they? Actually they look like you know when you're going down the highway and you see a tractor trailer tire that unraveled yeah like the radials hanging like. out <laughs> yeah and they, put, they put some canvas on top of that and <laughs> they made it a shoe there you go holy sh- yeah they're, they're they're pretty fucking horrendous looking well wow. 435 dollars uh, yeah yeah some of them are like 600 so kid look at this 1183 well there you go yeah no, no. Are you? Um, was that rhetorical? Oh, was that rhetorical? <laughs> are you nuts? Yeah. Are you mentally ill? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Adidas is just like, oh well, he's popular, and some idiot will spend money on these ugly ass shoes. So, uh, yeah. sure. It's true. We'll do it. Let's do it. Let's get all Yeezy up in here. <laughs> We're Adidas. Adidas. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's let's hear uh, what Jimmy Kimmel had to say about this uh, meeting of the minds, the Yeezy minds. People ask, is it easy now? It must be easy to write jokes. There's so much material. The jokes must write themselves. And it's not true. We still write the jokes ourselves. And, and in fact, in a way, it makes it harder to be funny when nonsense and, and stupidity is pouring on your head at all times. But, <laughs> so the jokes do not write themselves. Or, or should I say... They did not write themselves until today. <laughs> when Kanye West visited the White House. And I, you know, I kind of feel like every day I say, oh, it was a crazy day. Today was the craziest day. This was something special. Okay? <laughs> the much-anticipated lunch between Kanye and his majesty, Donald Trump, <laughs> turned into so much more than just a lunch. Why they decided to allow cameras into this meeting... I have no idea. It really should concern... Even the people who love Donald Trump should be like, eh, maybe he's not the best when it comes to decision-making after this, because not only was this a crazy conversation for this White House, this is the kind of conversation that would typically be held between people wearing hospital bracelets. I did say abolish with the hat on, because why would you keep something around that's a trap door? If you're building a floor, the Constitution is the base of our, of our industry, right? Of, of, our co- of our country, of our company. Would you build a trap door that if you mess up and you accidentally something happens, you fall and you end up mm. next to the Unabomber, you end up, you got to remove all that trap door out of the relationship. The four gentlemen that broke the 13th Amendment, um, and I think the way the universe works is perfect. We don't have 13 floors, do we? Yeah, that's the President of the United States. <laughs> Sitting quietly while he... <laughs> An irrational madman rants and raves at him. Now he knows how we feel every morning when we wake up to him. Yeah, uh, there you go. That's exactly that. That that's exactly the same thought I had. You know, uh, because <laughs> what's that? 
trap door. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. What the hell is wrong with him? Um, a lot. Oh, it's <laughs> so much. Do you want that in wow. alphabetical order or in no. order by list of importance or degree of severity? <laughs> degree of severity. That's what I mean. Importance. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, but uh, but yeah. So, uh, oh, oh, President says Kid Rock was there for the signing of the first decent piece of legislation passed uh, the last year and a half plus. A Music Modernization Act? Hmm, I have to look at that. Um, hopefully, music modernization doesn't mean just stealing songs from Warren Zevon and Leonard <laughs> Skinner. Um, looking at you, Kid Rock. You white trash piece of shit. Um, <laughs> Yeezy, it's getting warm in here. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. That's somebody else. Yeah, I know. Um, so anyway, here, here's the last half of that, this clip of Kimmel talking about Kanye, the the Kanye, Kanye, Donnie brain trust. It's so nuts that he was in this situation. Kid Rock was at the White House today, too. And oh, there's a hurricane going on. Donald Trump is such a monumental narcissist that any famous person who puts on a red hat gets a visit and plenty of time for one-on-one. The dopest cars, the most amazing. I don't really say dope. I don't say negative words and try to flip them. We just say positive, lovely, divine, universal words. So the flyest, freshest, most amazing car. And what we want to start with is, uh, I, I, I brought a, I brought a gift with me right here. Um, this right here is the iPlane One. It's a hydrogen-powered uh, airplane, and this is what our president should be flying in. Look at this, Jared. If he don't look good, we don't look good. This is our president. He has to be the freshest, the flyest, the flyest plane. You know, I, it's a, I don't. I mean, I don't even know if that plane exists, but it runs on hydrogen. I think Kanye just pitched him the Hindenburg. <laughs> There you go. Oh, the humanity. Oh, the Yeezy manity. (laughs) Oh, the Sean Hannity. Oh, the Sean Hannity. There you go. Uh, (laughs) Yes, the the, the hydrogen plane is exactly shaped like uh, um, uh, Sean Hannity's head with some big, dumb wings sticking out of it. So... Um, I really want to. I actually, I should probably do do a Google church uh, mm-hmm. and see what that hydrogen. Go do a Google church. You're going surfing on the internet. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> going searching on the internet. Surfing. You're going surfing. Oh, on I thought it was searching. You know, okay. Web surfing because it's radical and easy. Um, it is radical. <laughs> easy. <laughs> take it easy. Take it easy. Uh, <laughs> Ken's been doing a lot of singing this week. Yeah, and prep for karaoke tomorrow night. Yep. At our party. Uh, <laughs> it's about to get Yeezy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you wearing your Yeezys? Uh, yeah. Like we a, got them ordered. They're coming in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I ordered like a dozen. Just kidding. Do not support Kanye West. That's insane. So they, I just ordered a dozen That's right shoes. Right shoes. Because I refuse to wear left shoes because of the dirty liberals. <laughs> I, Did you burn all your left shoes? Yeah, just that's just what the, that's what the Trump cult should do. Don't burn 
your entire product. Just burn the left oh. side of each product. Mm-hmm. Whether right. they're pants, shoes, mm-hmm. coffee makers, television sets, whatever. Just destroy the left side. And, you know, if you're confused about what the left side is, just use a, just go by your gut. <laughs> Actually, if you hold your hand out in an L, if you with your thumb, well, the thumbs pointing to each other, yeah. the left side is uh, no, the uh, hand that I, makes the L. I, I know that too, but I'm just I'm, don't give advice to don't give good advice to conservatives. Okay, just you know, let them get confused. You got me. your other left. Um, so <laughs> anyway, they should cut off their left arms too. No, why not? No. Left nut. Uh, just put them in a wood chipper. Sure, just wood chip half your bodies. That's good. <laughs> That's all. The, the so, left half. Just the left half. Get rid of that filthy leftist part of your body. <laughs> It'll help. Remember the, the left half. The left half is the part where your heart. Yes. Yeah. And the witchcraft. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and the witchcraft. All right. Uh, here's the next one uh, with Kimmel in uh, uh, Captain Yeezy. Or, I'm sorry, Kim, uh, Captain Yeezy and Trump. Connie went on for quite some time. He praised the pre- president's male energy and implied that Donald Trump is the strong, supportive father figure he never had. Oh, <laughs> Eric and Don Jr. were like, yeah, join the club. <laughs> <laughs> this ranting and raving. This is the kind of thing that happens on the subway in New York, not in the not in the Oval Office. Watching this today, the only thing I could compare it to is Tom Hanks talking to Wilson the volleyball. <laughs> Drop some bombs for your 98 percentile IQ test. I had a 75 percentile of all human beings, but it was counting eight numbers backwards off there as a piece. So I'm going to work on that. What? He said that I actually wasn't bipolar. I had sleep deprivation, which could cause dementia. I wouldn't even remember my son's name. I wouldn't be able to remember his name from a misdiagnosis. That's from the movie Cassier. It was, I believe, nominated for an Academy Award. Kanye went on for almost 10 minutes uninterrupted, covering an insane variety of subjects. And if you missed it, we whittled it down to the best of the Dragon Energy best. It was something about when I put this hat on, it made me feel like Superman. I had the balls, because I had enough balls to put on this hat. You think racism could control me? Oh, that don't stop me, that's an invisible wall. If you actually read the amendment, you get locked up and turned to a slave. He might not have expected to have a crazy like Kanye West want up and uh, support. And we have to make our core be empowered. We have to bring jobs into America. And I think it'd be cool to have Yeezy ideation centers. You play basketball <laughs> while you're doing math. You, you, you learn about music while you meditate in the morning. We're cheating on our country. And we're putting people in positions to have to do illegal things to end up in the cheapest factory ever, the, uh, the prison system. I'll tell you what, that was pretty impressive. Huh? <laughs> it's like Donald, like Trump is sitting across from his own Twitter account come to life. Well, this yeah. is a great photo from today. This is Kanye, Donye, Ivanka, and Jared all wearing hats. Jared is so cool in that hat. Wow, he he really kicks ass. What do these What do these celebrities think? they're accomplishing with Trump. I mean, you go in, you take a picture, you talk, he agrees with whatever you say, and then immediately forgets all about it. The only thing he Mm -hmm. retains is how much you like him. And Kanye likes him. In fact, Kanye loves him. Uh, Honestly, from our standpoint, 
This was just set up to be a lunch of two people that I like, and I guess they like me. And we're gonna have lunch. We're gonna talk. You said. You said. I guess you know I love you. I know. Did, you did. Did I, did but I don't want to take. I don't want to put you in that spot. But no, I'm, I'm standing in that spot. I love this guy right here. Let me give this guy a hug right here. I love this guy right here. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the our 45th and 46th presidents of the United States. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And when he hugged Trump, you. Had, I don't know if you heard that. And yeah. Trump was a little full from that lunch. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was it, delivered. Yeah, <laughs> of course. You know how things get delivered to the White House. Let's have a shot. Yep, there you go. I'm pained. It's it, pained. It, it was so monumentally stupid. Yes. And embarrassing. I mean, it, it, really, when I say monumentally, they should build a monument somewhere <laughs> about how stupid this was. Yeah. Like, can we start building monuments for things that really fucked America up? <laughs> I mean, not big ones and not nice ones. You know, like, actually just do it in a dump somewhere, like in a <laughs> junkyard. Um, a pig, uh, Like a giant statue made out of... Aluminum of Kanye and Trump hugging, shaking hands. Hugging. Or hugging. Hugging. Yes, hugging and sharding. Or making MAGA hats. Yeah, yeah. And Together. and just put it like right in the middle of a pig farm. Then they'll be superheroes because they wear hats. Yes. <laughs> he mentioned making stuff in China. Doesn't doesn't uh, Trump's stuff come from China still? It all does. Yeah. Yes. Yeezy, they do. And uh, and yeah, and of course, uh, all the things that um, Susan mentioned this before. We needed to have this ready for uh, what Kanye said there. I don't have facts to back this up, but he said it anyway. There's That's nothing. Right. There's nothing in what he said that was relevant to anything. There's nothing based in facts. There's nothing that will actually help. It's just like he's like, I make decisions because of the child I was years and years ago. Yeah. I don't care mm-hmm. about you. Do you have any knowledge of what's happening today and now? That's stupid. You know what's hilarious is the NRA it's sent funny. a sent out a tweet. And it's like Kanye's a hundred percent right, uh, and I and I looked at what the tweet was, and it was eight seconds of his like ten minute long rant, mm-hmm. saying you know guns aren't the problem, illegal guns are the problem, mm-hmm. and and then I'm, I'm I I I think I tweeted in response. Um, I thought mental illness was the problem. And we just saw a lot of that. We just saw a lot of that. Uh, <laughs> so I don't much. remember if I tweeted that or not. I I I know I was there was a couple. I've been on Twitter a lot, and there's been a couple moments where I was gonna tweet something, and then somebody else, beat somebody you to it. no, somebody else beat yeah, they beat me to it, or somebody knocked on my door at work or whatever. <laughs> um, Distracted. Yeah. So anyway, that was the that was the brain trust, um, and we, we might uh, talk about that a little bit more when we hmm. come back. But Joe, uh, Joe's gonna talk about a couple movies that I recommended to him. Plus, we're gonna have the crew from Mike Check Radio on in our uh, two yes. to talk about the Doctor Hugh. Doctor Hugh, <laughs> have you seen the Doctor Hugh show? <laughs> Doctor Huey, Doctor Huey, Doctor Louie. Yeah, Hugh he, uh, Hugh Hewitt uh, is Doctor Hugh. Oh. Um, oh Lord! Hi, I'm obnoxious. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all I do. Got fired and from the MSNBC. Is only, the TARDIS is only going right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It right just turns. It just falls over at a right angle. <laughs> um, <laughs> clonk. <laughs> boom. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, Dr. Hugh. Then Dr. Who, Jodie Whittaker, uh, first episode just premiered, worldwide uh, simulcast event. Uh, we watched it in the afternoon uh, in Eastern Standard Time. There was Eastern. a huge watch party. And um, There was a huge watch party of me, Ken. And some cats. And some cats that were, just oh. stared at Ken. By the way, I want well. you guys to know that when Ken watches TV, half of our cats just watch him. Yeah. <laughs> and then they lick their butts. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> anywho, we got to go to the break. Uh, anywho, <laughs> Doctor Who. But yeah, when we come back, <laughs> we're going to talk about. Uh, uh, Joe's going to talk about a little bit about the movies of Panos Cosmatos, yes. Beyond the Black Rainbow, and Mandy. Yes. Everybody, hold tight. We'll be right back with uh, lots more. Oh, I got a Boris Karloff treat for everybody Ooh. here on the break right. so um enjoy we'll be right back after this turn up the night with kenny pick so new and different it won first prize at the international inventors exposition kennypick.com this is boris karloff speaking i'm here with a story for you from the files of the reader's digest this is the story of william shakespeare's hometown from october to april Life in this ancient market town of Stratford-on-Avon flows as gently as the river itself. But comes the spring and business booms. Long lines of pilgrims pay their shillings to see the house where Shakespeare was born. His mother's girlhood cottage, the property he bought when he returned as the local ne'er-do-well who had made good. Stratford-on-Avon is now second only to London, the chief dollar-making tourist haunt in Britain. But it took Stratford 250 years to wake up to its Shakespearean opportunities. In his day, Shakespeare's fellow citizens regarded him as a rather dubious blessing. To them, the theatre was a den of vice. For almost a century and a half, the only outsiders interested in Stratford were occasional scholars. And it wasn't until 1769 that a local landlord was able to rally his townsmen to a public celebration of Shakespeare's anniversary. That year, the great David Garrick came from London to organize a festival. With cannon salvos, public breakfasts and fireworks, there was everything except a Shakespearean performance. For a hundred years, this kind of celebration prevailed. Local businessmen made a little bit of pocket money out of the visitors, but the town seemed destined to remain a big, dull village. It was saved from this fate by a bearded giant of a brewer named Charles Edward Flower. It started when, back in 1870, the local folk wanted to erect a monument to Shakespeare. Said Flower, Shakespeare means plays, good ones. The monument we want is a theatre where people can come and see those plays. Flowers cowered England to raise money for a theatre, but the London press and the big wigs snubbed him. They called Stratford dull, forsaken, and said that its citizens were nobodies. Flower roared back. We've waited nearly 300 years for the somebodies to do something. Now we'll show what the nobodies can do. He built a theatre with his own money, 
and Stratford was on its way. Other local citizens went to work to remake their once sleepy community, and they stripped from their homes, shops and inns the ugly plaster fronts added in later centuries to reveal the fine timbered facades that lined the streets when Shakespeare lived. Fireplaces, cupboards, panels, beams, all the handsome Elizabethan details have been restored. And now the entire town is a living monument to William Shakespeare, shared by the plain folk of Stratford with the people of the whole world. I found the story of Stratford-on-Avon in the Reader's Digest backfiles, but in the current December issue of the magazine, there's the story of another small city with a big list of visitors. The city of this story is in France. The attraction, not a man, but a cathedral. The cathedral was built many centuries ago by the whole town. Men and women pitted the slight strength of their bodies against the heartless weight of stone to bring heavy limestone blocks from the quarries seven miles away into the town. Stone by stone, year by year, the church rose. The style in which it grew was new then. The soaring style of the pointed arch and the flying buttress which today we call Gothic, and the town, Chartres. The whole story of the miracle of Chartres, the building of the Christmas story in stone, appears in the December issue of the Reader's Digest. I'll be joining you soon again with more transcribed stories, but until next time, this is Boris Karloff saying goodbye. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny! You bastard!
It is showtime, and welcome back to it. Um, joining me, as always, on the program, Mr. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello. Hello there. And, of course, the Suze uh, joining me in Studio SB while Rain and Bob take the night off. Welcome, Suze. Hello. Are they having a date night? I totally support date night. Uh, no. They're having family come see their new house. Oh, that's nice. So... Before we get into this, um, the uh, uh, Joe, this is uh, this is pretty exciting. Uh, Joe is taking it upon himself to watch two. Well, one of my favorite movies, and you know, I still got to. I'm going to watch Mandy a few more times, but one of my favorite, more recent films, movie by the name of Beyond the Black Rainbow. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, before we get to that, we'll do them in order. We'll do since that one came out first. We'll do Beyond the Black Rainbow, but. I want to play the trailer for Beyond the Black Rainbow real quick. Here we go, everybody. Set the mood. Hello. My name is Dr. Mercurio Arborea, and I am the founder of the Arborea Institute. Through our unique blend of benign pharmacology, sensory therapy, and energy sculpting, we can guide you to a new better, happier you. Damn, I love the soundtrack for that movie and the sound design. Every, Really everything I love about this movie. But, of course, uh, this movie came out uh, several years ago, I think 2012. Mm. Um, and um, it was directed by first-time director uh, Panos Cosmatos. Uh, <laughs> sound like I said comatose. Cosmatos. Panos Cosmatos. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought he was. Mm. You think that's a Greek name? Mm. Uh, so <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and again this is a movie that he envisioned in his mind after going to um the video store when he was a kid and he would look at all the movies of the vhs tapes of horror films 
and he would dream up these stories in his head when he went home because his parents wouldn't let, or let him write the movies. And this movie is a direct result of that, and I assume Mandy is to a certain degree as well. But Joe, you watched both. You started with Mandy, but then you went back and you watched Beyond the Black mm-hmm. Rainbow, right? Yes, I went backwards. Yes, <laughs> in time. <laughs> so uh, give us give us your thoughts on Beyond the Black Rainbow. Beyond the Black Rainbow. Well, first of all, um, cinematography mm-hmm. is yeah. outstanding. He's an artist yes. when it comes to presenting the film. the the uh, The atmosphere of the film, you wouldn't know it was made in. I, I had to keep reminding myself this film was made in 2010. Mm-hmm. It looked like a film that was made in the 70s. Yeah. Or even the sixties, you know. Yeah. Um, well, he he looked. He's very Kubrick inspired. Yes, and and I thought of Stanley Kubrick, especially through the sequence, the black and white sequence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Sharky's much remind. <laughs> yes, that a lot of that reminded me of the scene in two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, when the uh, when when the astronaut was going into the into Jupiter and he was having all these thoughts of you know growing old and dying and being re- being reborn, that whole sequence. Remember that one in two thousand one? Oh yeah, definitely. The whole movie had that flavor to it. And um, just to, and what year is it supposed to take? place in is it the i specific think it's the year early 80s the early 80s early yeah that's 80s. that's like a, a time period that it seems like a lot of of uh, directors are, are romanticizing and i too romanticize that era because it's just moving out of the 70s but it's not quite the commercialism that mm-hmm. the 80s became and i was a low teenager at the time so i really don't remember it you know like there were other things going on in my life at the time but i think that's like a great era of time too oh you're right it was 2010 i was mistaken it was released in 2011 Hmm. oh okay um yeah so art art as an artistic expression it was it was he's a genius i have to give him that Mm -hmm. He, he made a film made recently you know uh looked like something made 50 years ago imagining what it would be like <laughs> 20 years hence you know mm-hmm. uh so you know for that i give him credit um overall i thought the movie was draggy as a as a, a science fiction horror mm-hmm. kind of uh movie i thought it just dragged it was a slow along. dance yeah it was very slow and had really and I'll say this about the next film too. He's not very plot oriented. Hmm. I can see. I can see that. You know, because it's it's. There wasn't much. There was more atmosphere than there was plot in this movie. Oh yeah, I like that though. I mean, well, you know, I mean, I mean, there's something to be said for that. But I mean, I mean, as as an overall experience of. You know, blowing me away. It it, it 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 just left me disappointed in that there was no real point to it. <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? 
Well, being somebody who is a, a, an enormous uh, fan of David Lynch um, and, and other, you know, more kind of artsy-fartsy people, I do like mm-hmm. the open-endedness of his storytelling, you know, in many ways, and, and like having parts that are, you know, can be left up to interpretation. Um, so, but I can understand, I can understand how somebody would, you know, be turned off because, you know, in, in, because of that, it isn't, you know, a very super solid plot, you know, and it, the ending yeah. of it is really ambiguous too. I don't want to give any spoilers, but you know, no. Yeah. It, 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 it basically, it was an atmospheric type of film. Mm-hmm. If you like drugs, I'd say take them before you watch the film. <laughs> I love that uh, stuff. It reminds me of taking drugs because I don't want to take drugs anymore. Right, right. And, and again, I go back to Stanley Kubrick and that yeah. and that sequence, the sequence in 2001 A Space Odyssey when the astronaut grows old mm-hmm. and then is reborn and there's all those colors and 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 it's very psychedelic Mm -hmm. you know yeah and it was the whole movie was like that it was very like i said atmospheric yeah Mm. so you know i enjoyed that part of it i wouldn't say it was not worth watching i think i think cosmetos is going to be a great filmmaker I just hope he can start releasing think- movies more than once every eight years. <laughs> well, yeah, I think he has the potential. I think I think he's a genius uh, at at creating uh, a, a feeling, f- you know, for a movie. Yeah, I love. That. I just don't think this movie overall, um, to me, wasn't very scary. wasn't very, like I said, it was sort of pointless. <laughs> you know, it was really, it was really like, like. I guess they were, what he's trying to do is is delve into the mind of a psychopath. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was some loose plotting about how he became a psychopath. You know, yeah, with Doctor Arboria and all that. But, um, but again, I'll, it's worth watching for the cinematography mm-hmm. alone. So See, I, I, was- I understand your point completely, but I beg to differ because every time I watch a movie with a, like a crazy driven plot and fight scenes, mm-hmm. every fight scene I zone out. He's always like, Ken's always like, why are you, are you paying attention? I'm like, no, they're hitting each other. I don't care. <laughs> you know, like that's just, or every time there's yeah. a car scene, I'm just like, <laughs> every time there's a car, car race or something, I'm just like, I wonder what I have to get at the grocery store because this is stupid, you know. Like I like, mm-hmm. but I I have friends that are like I hate thinking movies and relationship movies. And I'm like that's the only kind I like, you know. Well, like, I agree. I, no, I agree. This with doesn't you there. happen in real life. You don't really have car chases. You don't really get into fist fights with people. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know that. But that to me is ridiculous and stupid. So. It is. And I, I'm not a. Um, I wouldn't be an. I wouldn't be. <laughs> That's I wouldn't exactly. be an advocate for those kind of movies. Hmm. And it wasn't. That, uh, I'm not. No, I don't like those kind of movies either. Like, you know, the car scene, crash scene. Yeah. You know the. No, they're not my my cup of tea. Well, but 
this movie, um, like I said, seemed a bit pointless. Mm-hmm. I, I n- never quite understood. Uh, I, I know where the girl came from, but I never understood, you know, why she was in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it was never really explained how she got in that situation, other than, you know, her father was pretty screwed up and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, well, and all that. But, but you know, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I guess plot wise. I, I, I missed the idea of, of a point to a movie, <laughs> and it didn't seem to have one. See, other I, than, I, I think when Stranger yeah. Things stole it, they completely mm-hmm. put in those spaces. They filled in those spaces. Exactly. And thus, yeah, to me, destroyed the mystery, you know, and made it just like every other movie in the world. So, well, I don't know. Yeah, Stranger Things, to me, was more substantive. And as you said, I think the Duffers did a better job with a similar, uh, with a similar, uh, uh, idea. yeah, idea. Um, but basically, there, I, I like Susan sees mystery in that. I saw missing pieces. Of a <laughs> Understood. Well, let's let's move so, along. Let's move on along to Mandy and see if Mandy? you if you uh, um, changed your uh, if if he if he improved. And uh, I'll uh, set that up with some cage rage from Mandy. Oh! So, um, what'd you think uh, that opening? Wow. What'd you think of the opening sequence of Mandy with that uh, that King Crimson tune over the top? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I like Mandy a lot better. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, it's a, it's a from uh, beginning to end, because that was a, a joyride. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, again, <laughs> I'm gonna say he's not big on original plots because the whole thing's predictable. Yeah, well, I mean it's yeah. it's a re- it's a revenge flick, but it's, revenge it's, it's what he yeah. throws in along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now a lot of people like like you were mentioning about the the violence and everything like that. I didn't find it that gory. I did, uh, but you know, if you could is. buy Game of Thrones and you could buy American Horror Story, this yeah. film's not gonna, you know. This is true. I'm not going to scare you. This is true. Really, I've seen way worse on on Game of Thrones. Way worse. Yeah, but same, same, well, same for me, every time I story. see blood like that, I'm like, oh, that's uh, you know. Well, don't watch, don't watch American Horror Story. Don't or, watch anything, <laughs> really. Game of Thrones. Because yeah, I've watched them all. I've watched them both. Yeah, we watched. I think it, it it matters in the context for Susan of what 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 the yeah. door is like. Like I mean, there's one scene where Nicolas Cage is fighting a guy, um, one of the demons, and mm-hmm. um, and he gets a face full of blood. Yeah, and then <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it's just like a gusher. Yeah, he he hit a he hit a vital spot there. Yeah, he hit a mm-hmm. pipeline. 
was like, yeah, yeah. Keystone I, XL. I, 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 you know what I liked about this movie too was again, he mm-hmm. has atmosphere in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like the motorcycle guys. They're behind bright lights, and mm-hmm. he knows how to fi- he knows how to film a scene. Let me, let oh, me yeah. tell you, this guy knows how to film a scene. Um, again, the, the the plot was predictable. Like you say, it's a revenge flick and everything. But then again, Nicolas Cage. What could you say about Nicolas Cage? Mm-hmm. It, like the way he delivers those deadpan, you know, in the mm-hmm. middle of a series, the deadpan humor. Like yeah. that was my favorite shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's funny. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> things like that. Um, uh, so I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Nicolas Cage fan. I think he did a great job. I thought. I thought. See, Andrea I'm not Reichenberg a fan of Nicolas Cage, but I thought he did a good job in this. Yeah, I don't like everything he does, but yeah, like, uh, you know, th- this he did a great job. Andrea Risenborough was, Risenborough was great. I thought she was great. Um, the guys who, pl- the guy who played the religious cult, cult leader, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was awesome. Was awesome. That was um, some great casting. He, he just reminded me oh, of a Roger Dalton. Yeah, all those cult members were great. Yeah. Yeah, I love the cast. The only, the only, the only, like I said, the only criticism I have of it again is that it's it's an old plot that we've all oh, seen. Yeah. It was all, all very predictable. Oh, uh, sure. As far as its horror, uh, I don't know. I'm not affected by horror films. I don't <laughs> it's get scared good. Horror films. I don't know why. Like I watch horror films and they don't scare me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like they all scare freak. me all the time. I'm yeah, a total. I know. Worse. My wife, Barbara, can't watch one after five o'clock <laughs> you know it's like that <laughs> i can watch you know, him after five o'clock but ken's got to be there to protect me right see um <laughs> i could watch i could watch them and i like i watched the exorcist and i i laughed through the whole thing <laughs> yeah i do yeah. now but at the time it was terrible your mother sells welks and hull <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, the priest uh, in that in, in the exorcist was from, uh was from scranton by the way oh there you go <laughs> anyway, well, um, but um, I just I just want to say, oh, just real quick, that reference I made, um, uh, your mother sells Welks and Hull, is um, Ozzy Osbourne did a in his 1988 No Rest for the Wicked album did some back masking on it, <laughs> and it says your mother sells Welks and Hull, so you know uh, instead of you know uh, the, the Exorcist line. Uh, you know, hot on the heels of everybody freaking out of her back masking, he decided to fuck with Adorable. people. But uh, anyway, so back to Mandy. We only got a couple minutes, but uh, uh, yeah, go for it. So Mandy, Mandy, I, I, I liked better. And mm-hmm. uh, as a horror film, I would, if you want to, if you want to have fun, it's mm-hmm. a fun movie. Yeah. What if you want a fun movie? Um, if you don't like to, well. If you you know there, there's scenes in there that are going to disturb some people and you know I understand that mm-hmm. but uh, that's what horror films are all about and yeah, this yeah, is I, not really a it's not really a horror film you know yeah, it's, no. it's really a it, it's almost like it's it's kind of almost like you know Evil Dead because you know the slasher <laughs> and it's the good guy you know yeah. or Mad Max yeah. you know the the guy who's doing all the crazy shit mm-hmm. is the good guy but he's doing mm-hmm. causing some some havoc so and you know i i've said it kind of has elements of mad max children of the corn suspiria (laughs) 
um, uh, uh, the uh, oh, a deep cut with um, the Quiet Earth. There's a I'm not going to say if anybody knows the Quiet Earth, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, yeah, and so, some other stuff thrown in. It's it's definitely a love letter to the kinds of movies that you know were coming out in the early '80s, and you know it's 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 a good gory revenge flick with some really fucking weird elements in it. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, like Joe yeah. says, very predictable. Yeah. But it, I mean, the settings are just, you know, the settings and the cinematography and the music and the sound design and everything, fantastic. Oh, yeah. And I think oh, I know yeah. I, I think I know why Susan doesn't like Nicolas Cage as much as I do. She doesn't like him because of all the B movies he was in. She doesn't like the bees. No, no. She can't even f- put her eyes on the bees. So no. anyway, yeah. go ahead. Your last quick thought, Susan. Before I we was going to say, um, maybe you've seen Nicolas Cage in one, in one of my very favorite movies, Joe, Valley Girl. Have you ever I seen that? If I, that also is I about the early 80s. I it was don't in the think I did. 80s. It was no, in the I, early 80s. It was about the early 80s. About the early 80s. Um, the L.A. punk scene. But, no, um, I've heard of it, but I've never seen oh it. Um, the thing is with what? Nicolas Cage, sometimes I think he's just like on a joyride. Like he's just like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, or I'm just going to do this mm-hmm. for fun and I'm just going to be over the top and I'm Nicolas Cage and I'm crazy, you know. <laughs> and um, and yeah. like when he told Laura Dern in the mm. early 90s, she was like, should I do Jurassic Park? And he's like, it's a dinosaur movie. Of course you should. You know, it's like, OK. All right, my one clip from Valley Girl before we go to the <laughs> no. break. Bitch, is this in 3D? No, but your face is. Uh. <laughs> and that's Nicolas Cage. Well, no, did you see Moonstruck? Th- did you like him in Moonstruck? I did never watched suck? it, but um, yeah, I know I watched that. Cher. Is that the one where he's the vampire? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. That's, no, no, that's, no. Oh, it's with Cher. It's with Cher. I know I've watched we, it. I just don't remember. We have guests coming on in the next segment, so we got to get going to the break. So okay, uh, but I'm glad you enjoyed them, Joe. Um, but when we come back, we got to talk about Doctor Who. So everybody, Yay. hang tight. We'll be right back with lots more. Turn up tonight. Right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. A smooth talking, jive talking street thug. KennyPick.com. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! I'm my eyes! My eyes! Ah! Ah! Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, 
some attention, please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going. Keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. Sorry, we're running a little bit behind there, but wow, that discussion about uh, the... Co- Panos Cosmatos movies were fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, of course, welcome back to the program. The Suze in Studio SB. Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. And, and, by the way, I just want to say, um, speaking of independent media, uh, Joe, have you gotten your check from George Soros? Uh, no, they're all backed up. <laughs> no. Really? He owes okay. me years worth. Yes. We, we've uh, not had a George Soros check in these parts in uh, some time. What about the Lagans? Do they get paid? Well, we'll find out in a second okay. here. But, of course, welcome back. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello, sir. I could use that Soros check. I have a car <laughs> payment, too. That's mm-hmm. right. And, uh, spoiler alert, Susan uh, mentioned, uh, it's, hey, it's the dynamic duo, the Dream Team in Port St. Lucie, Florida. It's uh, Michelle Legon. Hello, Michelle. Hello. I am emotion- mostly emotionally stable right now. Excellent. <laughs> well, it's just Doctor Who, so. Um, and yeah. Miles Legon, uh, welcome back, sir. Or welcome yes, to the hello, show. and I am not bitter at all that I ha- I I noticed that this week Taylor Swift got her George Soros check. Oh, she did. Not bitter. Dang it. it. Yeah, what, she did. What, what the hell? Uh, and last but most certainly not least, uh, the the boss over at Mike Check Radio, the one and only Adam Hebert. <gasps> Adam too. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. There you Ooh, go, Adam. All right, so here we go. Hello. We are going to uh, hey, sorry, um, <laughs> and uh, we are going to um, let me see. Uh, we're going to uh, discuss Doctor Who. Exterminate, annihilate, <laughs> destroy. Uh, is what I'm going to do in my review. Yes. Uh, <laughs> hey, I got to see a Dalek in person, and it was nice. scary. Oh yeah, Man, that's yeah. Cool. Well, okay. Well, first of all, uh, the the Doctor Who premiered. Uh, what was it at three fifteen or three forty five uh, last Sunday Eastern time? Was it or one forty five? I don't know. No, I think it was like it was three. on the loop. Yeah, yeah I know. It yeah, it was. They played it all know. day, and then the extended cut was like at eight p.m. Eastern yeah. or something. And Jodie Whittaker, Whittaker, the first female Doctor, uh, was on. Um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say this. I didn't really feel like I was watching an episode of Doctor Who. It felt like an episode of Torchwood, for mm-hmm. some reason. It just. It, it was very. Um, I, I mean, they were just all the shots were dark. Mm. They, they. It seemed like the the budget could have been a little better for this at least for locations the cgi and stuff was good in it you know i have no complaints about that because we've all seen some pretty bad doctor who special effects <laughs> um you know yeah, uh, just throw the silver blanket over your head with socks on your hands um so and, and don't <laughs> let a staircase get in the way yeah don't <laughs> let a staircase get <laughs> in the way 
Um, it, it, uh, uh, Jodie Whittaker is a fine actress. Um, I don't think she was given that great of a script in this. Um, the the plot was very similar to something like Predator, I think. Um, but you know, it was it was it was interesting enough, but just as as a first episode um it really just kind of left me cold hmm. it seemed like the way that the the doctor was written in this was very middle of the road uh you know um didn't it didn't seem like the, the they gave her a lot of her own quirks i understand it's a regeneration episode so you know that doesn't you know happen instantaneously but I, I was very underwhelmed, and it was mostly from the the direction of it because there were scenes like there were, there was a scene on the on the crane, you know, near the climax, mm -hmm. and half those shots it was like I didn't feel like <laughs> there was any jeopardy that they were actually on a crane because it was so darkly lit, and then it was either a really far long away shot, far away shot, or it was a really tight shot, and there was no real middle ground or you know dizzying heights to to make it look mm -hmm. like there was any kind of peril so you know it, 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 to me it in it, it just kind of it lacked a lot um but i'm not gonna fault jody whittaker at all i think she's she's a fine actress and uh you know i i'd like to see uh, see her given a better space to work in then and, and i'm gonna <laughs> shut up and i'm gonna let you guys go um adam uh we'll, we'll go alphabetical uh <laughs> on this uh to give a quick review and then we'll swap notes so adam what were your thoughts um i think i mean it was an okay episode i i i think it could have been a bit better it wasn't a bad episode by any stretch of the imagination um that said i will say jody whitaker completely crushed it she was amazing it was worth the wait for that um and I'm pretty sure, and I don't know if this might be going too deep, I think I can see the character arc for the Companions being mostly um, Ryan's relationship with Graham. Hmm. Um, I, I, I think that's going to be the the over, the over the, uh, the meta plot for this, for, at least for the season um, of, the, of Doctor Who is going to be. And, and in terms bicycles. Of the companions. And bicycles. I love bicycles. And bicycles. <laughs> I love bicycles. Um, all right, Michelle, uh, what, what's your uh, uh, quick... Uh, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Joe, you're next. I'm sorry. Alphabetical. I don't know my oh. letters. Joe. Alphabetical by height. Okay, <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I agree with Adam. Uh, I, I think Jody Whitaker just crushed it. I mean, she took that role and ran with it. And uh, I have to say, there was a cynic in my house, and it was my wife. <laughs> She didn't think a woman could pull this off. And that's coming from a woman. <laughs> yeah, and I always thought she would. Yes, <laughs> but she was impressed. She said I, she was ashamed for thinking that she couldn't do it because she thought she was impressive. Now, to the idea of the, uh, the plot, like Kenny was saying, I agree. Um, and I think they're making a mistake. My problem here is with the showrunner. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he's making a big mistake tactically by trying to draw in people who don't normally watch Doctor Who or are traditional Whovians hmm. um, by abandoning all the 
traditional villains. It's almost like, you know, taking away all of Superman's villains, yeah. you know, and saying, we're not going to show, you know, uh, we're not Mr. Mixelpix or <laughs> any of those people, you know. We're why'd you, gotta, why'd you whole- have to pick him, the hardest one to pronounce? Why not Lex <laughs> Luthor or Berniak? <laughs> 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 it's, and by the way, it's, that's it's a fun one. That's it, a, that yes, is a fun true. One. It is, it's Mixelpitlick, by the way. I can't say that. But, um, yeah, I think he's making a mistake. Because I think, and he's not going to have, it's not going to be like like traditional Doctor Who was always uh, episodic. So that, you know, you would have a season with maybe four different multi-show plots that went into each other. He's going to avoid that. Uh, I guess that could be good or bad, but I, I, I don't know. It just breaks with tradition there. And um, I just don't like the idea of abandoning Daleks and and, uh, and the Cybermen and all that. I don't know what his point is. Annihilate! Destroy! You're right. And I think it's a, I think it's a mistake. Now, how do you know that those old, those traditional villains aren't coming back? He said it. Oh, season. They said it. They did? Okay. He said to, to try weird. to... Uh, he didn't want people to be put off watching Doctor Who because they're like outsiders and they, they, they have to go through years of catching up. He wants them to be able to come in and watch an episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know about that choice. I agree. Mm, I yeah. think it's a bad choice. Yeah. All right. Especially, uh, you know. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. No, that's it. Okay. Michelle? Um. I will have to say I really love Jodie's performance, but you can you can definitely tell she has worked with David Tennant. Oh yeah, because she she had a little bit of that quirky personality in her persona, which is not a bad thing. You know, there's always a little tiny bit of carry through with the doctors. It's not always a lot, but this time there's definite the flavor of Tenet there, which is funny because it skips, you know, two doctors, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. What does Tenet Although, taste like? I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Ken, this could get really bad really quickly. I'll stop. That yes, could turn into could. some fan fiction. Jeez. Huh? <laughs> Um, I I enjoyed the plot. I do kind of find it kind of sad that if they're going to be staying away from the old enemies, that's gonna it's gonna kind of uh, put a wedge between the newer fans and the older fans because we, you know, a lot of us want want to see you know maybe a little hint of the Cybermen. I know m- during the Master episodes in the last series they are pretty much you know wiped out yet again, but they're always wiped out and come back. Daleks have always been wiped out and come back. So you know. Um, this new villain, I thought he was kind of hokey. He reminded <laughs> yeah. me of Channel Zero. Really? You know, from the first the first series of Channel Channel Zero, yeah, yeah. there was a there was a monster in that that was made of teeth. Candle Cove. Yeah, that made me think yeah. of that too. Yeah. My daddy always said never trust a monster what's made of teeth. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> and and it was just it was kind of like a really lame trophy to collect from somebody. Tear a tooth out of the trophy, you know. If you're if you're going after humans, you gotta get something more substantial than just a tooth. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Yeah, like but, a spinal cord. Yeah. Are you uh, saying you can't who's handle carry the tooth? around a spinal cord? 
Uh, well played. Adam. All, I, all, all I can say is the tooth is weak, dude. But yes, um, it was. I enjoyed it though. I I did enjoy it, and and you know, from the the moment a new doctor takes over, there's always going to be a a lot of dissension. Plus, this time the doctor chose to come back as a female incarnation. That's going to make it even worse, you know. And, but. You know, the only doctor that I really re- remember that really came in with a huge bang and I really, really loved him was Christopher Eccleston. Mm. So, you know, mm-hmm. he he came in with a bang because it had been so long since we had a new doctor. I mean, we yeah. had that corny movie yeah. beforehand, but he was such an amazing and a different flavor of a doctor. It's going to mm-hmm. be very hard to live up to that performance. Right. There you go. That's mine. Mm-hmm. All right, Miles, what's your uh, review of the the first episode of the new series? Uh, I I tend to be a little more forgiving. I mean, when you do a handover up to a new doctor, I I understand the complexities involved in trying to break in the new doctor and appeal to old fans and appeal to new fans. And I'm not upset... I know. I, I'm. You know. I agree. Jodie Whittaker. You know, did very well. I have no complaints about her acting at all. Uh, yeah. I. I also picked up on the David Tennant mannerisms, if you will. Uh, not. That's not again. Not a bad thing. I'm a big fan of David Tennant. So I'm like, yeah, cool. You know. I. I when I think Doctor Who, other than the classic uh, Tom Baker, uh, I, I think. I think David Tennant. Um, as far as you know, as far as the modern doctors uh, are concerned, um, story. Um, I'm I'm not um, unhappy about them steering away from the classic villains. I understand as you know, I, I'm, as a game master, there's only so many different ways you can hash <laughs> and tell a new story about a same old villain. Um, and they, it doesn't mean that they can't bring them back in later seasons, uh, but I understand that, you know, it, it, like, uh, it, thanks to the new bad guys they bring out, we get super, super hero, um, like the, uh, the angels, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the weeping angels. Sure. I mean, so scary. Uh, it, that, that, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to like, Hey, bring us some, you know, I, I want creativity. I want, you know, you know, if, if. I understand the old villains have this draw of like, yeah, you know, back in the day for us older fans, yeah, I, I understand. The draw. Fans. But as a as as a writer, <laughs> you know, as a, as a person that that writes and and does and performs in games as as a as a storyteller, I understand the uh, the like, you know, eh, let's try something new kind of aspect. The one complaint I would have is the scene. Now, Doctor Who is very famous. For taking an alien's technology and turning it against them, you know, that's 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 not, there's nothing spoilery about that. That's classic Doctor Who. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, like hey, let's just reverse the polarizer thing. You know, like, anyway. So yeah, reverse polarities. That's always the dumb. <laughs> you know, wait. You know, quick, Batman. We've got to reverse the polarities <laughs> on the Batmobile to stop this. Uh, you know, hey, the, it works. the the super or you know whatever. Yeah, so reverse, there remember when you can reverse throw. the polarities to get us out of that traffic jam, Ken? Yes. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> so th- there are times when humans do stupid human things, and Doctor Who admonishes them for doing the stupid human things that they do. And I'm like, okay, I can see that. But there was a moment after the alien had suffered the um, inevitable reversal, as they do, 
<laughs> and the human that was uh, being, you know, in, in his situation that he was, lashed out. I'll call. I'll just say that. And he, this is a human that was, a, you know, death's door. He was about to die. But and and the, the, there was the admonishment. And I'm like, what? Really? That? Mm. <laughs> that? You know, that's the one complaint I have. Like, that's what? You, I'm like. Okay, All yeah, right. because, I, I don't want to give yeah. away too much, but I'm like, <laughs> that, that no, kind of that, 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 that was like a stomp on the brakes for me, like a brake check, like, boop, you know, just the show just went, like, what? <laughs> anyway. I, yeah, because, I mean, we've seen, you know, it seemed like a minor thing because it, it's not like the guy killed the alien hunter. All he did was send him home. Mm-hmm. And she says, you didn't have the right to do that. Mm. I mean, I don't, this, yeah, I, this, I don't, you know, he was, was going to kill me. You get what I'm saying, you know. Yeah. You know, that but was, again, I, it's not like it, this isn't like when Torchwood destroyed those aliens in David Tennant's, yeah. you know. Yes. yes. You know. Bingo. Well, or, I, or, or when the doctor wiped out whole species yeah. himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Susan, uh, what's your uh, quickie review? Okay, so many thoughts and feelings. First of all, um, it was awesome. Second of all, it was awesome. Third of <laughs> all, I'm so glad to be rid of Peter Cataldo. I know Adam's going to disagree with me, but he was, <laughs> awful. he was awful, and he doesn't deserve to have a guitar or a T-Rex or those sunglasses. I don't oh, get it. Oh, you're going to be pissing off Sheila in the chat. I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't oh, no. stand his butt, and I stopped watching a whole for seasons and seasons. I like I liked Peter Capaldi's run. I mean, was he the? I best liked him better than I liked stuff? him better than Matt Smith. Yeah, well, no, I I, I liked I I thought I oh. couldn't handle <laughs> Matt Smith, but when I Peter Cataldo, I was like. What? Matt Smith wasn't that bad. He was just that guy I wouldn't date in college. Um, but anyway, <laughs> let me see. Real quick. Um, anyway, I, I disagree on the Daleks. Like, you can see those in any way. Like, you can give them to me. Hard-boiled, poached. You can give them to me anyway, and it's going to be great. I love a poached Dalek. I love a poached Dalek. You know what I mean? Like, never, never had one. Daleks so Benedict. Many stories like the the whole souffle story that was like kind of genius Daleks. and wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> you can do anything with them; they're multi-purpose. And Daleks do fromage. Yes, so. awesome. I'll take all that, all that with a side of toast and hash browns. But yeah, um, I'm excited about it. I really do. I don't know. Like, I guess there are lots of difference, but I do like David Tennant's spastic doctor that's just kind of a know-it-all smarty pants and he's running around fixing problems and yelling about it that's to me that's doctor who so i'm excited that she went that vein and you know just running around solving problems and not killing people because i don't like blood well We'll see. Like we'll see how bloody it gets. We'll see what, there's what no, happens. There's never any blood. Well, it's so nice. It's so nah, good for I, kids. I'm not saying blood. I'm saying you know, killing. You but know, my best friend has two violence. young boys, and I'm like, you guys can watch all those. That's well, great. I, 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 I have a special treat for you guys. I actually have my nutshell review of this, and I translated it into Jadoon for you guys that I'm going to read for you right now. All right? You ready? Ooh. Uh to ho flow show no flow whoa show do plow co to plow ro show whoa ho plow show whoa blow so show no plow to show to flow ro ro uh crow boat low flow show boat tro to 
show crow toe show woe blow so no cho toe show go row flow blow to blah show all right so <laughs> I uh, translated with the Jadoon English translator, and the English wow. the, the, and the in the the English version of that review is uh, the do, uh, the new Doctor Who was not terrible, but it wasn't great. Oh. No. <laughs> Can I just say, whoever good. did the cartoon that shows the police box of the TARDIS slamming into the phone box of Bill and Ted, kudos <laughs> for you. That was amazing. There you go. Um, so, uh, a- any other thoughts that anybody has? You know, what about? Um, we we don't have a lot of time left before the break. Um, let's uh, let's get uh, everybody's quick expectations uh, for for uh, the rest of this series. Adam, what do you want to see com- going forward? Uh, I, I don't have anything specific in mind since they basically ruled out bringing any of the classics. Uh, you know, um, I will say I think Jodie Whittaker is going to be amazing as the Doctor. She already is. She It was a brilliant casting decision. But there's always going to be naysayers. I mean... It's true, especially yeah. when you have when you have such people who who are living legends like Tom Baker and uh, David Tennant who just so hit it out of the park it's not even funny well i'm, and, I'm with michelle um, and, on christopher eccleston too i i just wish he wasn't yes. an at, i wish he wasn't an asshole and could have played nicer a little bit longer yeah um i, I will don't also think say he's an asshole <laughs> he didn't uh, want to be typecast nice right he he wanted one year so so yeah. so he ended up becoming destro yeah, yeah, that's what I was doing. Well, he was in he the leftovers. He's pretty good he in that. that. Um, and all right. Twenty-eight uh, days later, or twenty weeks later. Twenty-eight weeks later. I never saw like it. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say the nice thing was they did a do- you know they they did a whole marathon, not just of the you know not just repeating yeah. episode, but mm-hmm. I, got, I you know I watched the day of the doctor again, and I remember cool. just how much fun that episode was. You know, John Hurt. Yeah. David Tennant and Matt Smith together, and I, Kenny, you know, I'm not a big fan of Matt Smith's tenure as the Understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was, I mean, I I remember just how much fun that show was, especially yeah. when uh, Ten was talking to the rabbit, <laughs> thinking it was uh, a Zygon. Uh, Joe, what do you want to see going forward? Uh, again, I I think just want to see her. Um, her character develop, and I think it's going to develop into a unique uh, interpretation of Doctor Who, like mm-hmm. most of them do. Yeah, uh, and I, it takes a while for them to get their their uh, identity put their identity on, on it. So I, I'm looking forward to that, and um, you know, I hope he and I hope he abandons this idea of mm-hmm. never showing you know one of the old uh, villains. Yeah, uh, maybe it's a yeah, red we herring have, too. We have them every week. Yeah, maybe it's a red herring. It could be. So, yeah. but uh, uh, going forward, I just want to see her develop, and I want to see the companions develop, and uh, uh, you know, flesh them out, give them uh, a little depth, you know, like yeah. like the others. Well, I, I want to see better writing uh, because that uh, I gotta <laughs> say that was some shit writing in that first episode. I'm sorry. Um, Our blocking, screen ma- blocking, maybe scene blocking. Yeah, yeah scene blocking too. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah, Michelle? Um, I'm looking forward to the new Doctor. I want to see what the new TARDIS looks like, because they will find it. And it's not going to be a search for the TARDIS <laughs> the entire season. 
Yeah. I want to oh. see what she becomes because that TARDIS is definitely a female personality, and I want to oh. see what that becomes for the new Doctor. Um, I will be sad that um, uh, John uh, Hurt, I'm bad with names, John Hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The War Doctor? Cannot be there to be, yeah, could not be there to reprise the War Doctor yeah. in case they needed him. Um, I'm sure they'll do something, but I think an interaction between her as the first female incarnation and the War Doctor would have been interesting. I'd like to see more of uh, Paul McGann, the mo- movie Doctor, since you know he he was the one who turned into the War Doctor. If you can't have the War yes. Doctor, why not you know go with the iteration that you know ended up spawning the War Doctor? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I because I thought that was so cool. I fucking loved that little short where they had Paul McGann in it. It was amazing. That was that was something I was really excited about. But again, that was you know. Um, when I started, right after that is when I started to lose interest, though. Um, and I, I also do like the idea of multiple companions. You know, more. Yeah, you know, because they, 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 they crossed that with Rory and mm-hmm. um, uh, what's her face. So yeah. So we need, we, we need. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. But I want to see the new TARDIS. That's my nice. biggest thing. Miles, Alex Kingston, give me more Alex Kingston. <laughs> Spoilers. Really? <laughs> you know for a fact? <laughs> no, I, w- I was quoting her. That's a reference okay. to a, one of her she classic okay. lines. All right, never mind. Yes, mm-hmm. no. Well, what a fan Spoilers. you are. What a fan you are, Miles. Jesus. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she should still be in the timeline. She should still be in the timeline. Yeah, absolutely. I want, I want her in. Nice, nice. I, I want a Captain Jack, too. Um, yeah, so, Captain uh, Jack. Yeah, the face oh, of both. Oh, hell yes. Susan, th- what do you want going forward? I think Captain Jack's excited about the new Doctor, but not as excited as his River Song is going to be. I'm excited about that. Maybe. Hell yeah. Spoiler. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, I'm just... I'm, I think it's great. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of running around, saving the world. Run! 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 Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, saving, saving the universe. Just don't Always. blink. <laughs> don't yes. blink. See, that's the scariest for me. That that's the scariest monster. Yeah. So scary. Oh, yeah, the, angels. The, the, the angels are terrifying. Mm-hmm. Creepy. That's an idea for Halloween one year. We'll have to do angels, Miles. They'll fit in the graveyard perfectly. Oh. Oh. Nice. <laughs> There you go. All right. Well, um, I'm going to let you guys go. Thanks for uh, joining us uh, for for the segment to talk Doctor Who. Uh, you guys yeah, have a great great show tomorrow. You want to plug real quick uh, what's going on on Mike Check Radio tomorrow? Uh, well, we're going to be talking about uh, the journalist who was killed because it's looking more and more like uh, Schittler knew. <sighs> and, you know, if that's the case... I don't understand how this cannot be a major scandal because specifically in our, our one of our treaties is a duty yeah. to warn. If Schittler, if Schittler knew that well, this that Saudi Arabia was talking, targeting this guy and he didn't tell him, that is a violation of international law. Well, okay. Can well, I don't give bye? us the whole – don't read us the whole riot act on it right now. Save some for your <laughs> show. Um, I was yes, going to ask sorry. if you have anything for AWA. Are you going to be doing any of your interviews for AWA or anything? Uh, no, because you're, since you're off and I don't even know if John's going to be there. I think he is. I figured we'd wait on that. But we do have some nerd talk coming up. Um, we'll Sounds probably talk good. a bit more about, about Doctor Who. But um, – 
uh, Shout Factory is adding a bunch of great classic shows, cool. including The Prisoner, the original version, not the crappy 2009 remake with a uh, Jim Cusneasel. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I don't uh, know. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, and, and again, those are details that you'll be talking about on your show tomorrow. So uh, you want to uh, tune in to Mike Jack Radio at 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. I will be off, but um, I'll be there in spirit. And. Um, I'll, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll try and poke my head in and give a shout out. Maybe given a, you know, uh, even uh, hop on Skype for a couple minutes uh, during the party or something and see, uh, yes. see if I can say hi. And All right, that would be lovely. Okay, well, you guys have a good night. Thanks again, Mike Check Radio Crew. And I just want, I just want to let everyone know, I'll be there for nerd talk, but not for the political stuff. So, all right, there we go. Fair enough. Well, all right. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Night, night, guys. Right. Bye. Oh, see you later. Bye. Uh, so, okay. And uh, just kind of remove them from the group real quick. And uh, so, yeah, we, a lot of good uh, good feedback on Doctor Who there, I think. Joe, what do you, and Susan, what I'm do you think? I'm glad everyone enjoyed it. Yeah. And, well, yes. you know, for the most part. And you guys are, are cool on it and excited. And yeah. Exterminate, annihilate, destroy. Except me. Because um, you're going to be Dalek, you're not going to have enough Dalek in your life. Yeah, that is true. Uh, so anyway, all right, we got to go ahead and run to the break. Uh, we're gonna. Oh, let me see. Let me see if I have. Jeez, uh, I don't even know what to play. I'm just going to go ahead and play "True If Destroyed, True If Not Destroyed" by Hairwolf. Uh, we'll be right back uh, for name calling, and um, also uh, we'll do open phones here coming up. Yes. Maybe Sheila will call in to talk about Doctor Uh-oh. Who since she's a Sheila's big movie. She's going to read me the Riot Act. Well, right? Yeah, second time that's been mentioned tonight. Uh-oh. Nice. Um, but anyway, and I have a joke for everybody when we come back too. Uh, all right, we'll be right back with lots more turn up tonight. Right after this, no green news report tonight. That's why I'm playing uh, True of Destroyed. They uh, for some reason took the day off. Anyway, we'll be back uh, momentarily. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com.
Kiss you in the mouth. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, All the Power Without the Tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. And just... Just what are you going to talk about? You don't even know your own name, you stupid dickhead. Uh, I played the wrong honky drop on the way back in. I meant to play this one. I could say I'm the most bullied person on, on the world. I could say that, too, and I'd be a fucking liar as well. Welcome back to the program, Mr. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello there, sir. 
Joe, are you there? Are you still muted by chance? So, or maybe, maybe he. Uh, oh, oh, here, here I am. I sat on my mute. <laughs> oh, you sat on your mute. <laughs> I sat on my mute. Well, anyway, I was going to welcome back I'm... Susan. Susan first, but she she didn't get in here. Susan from uh, Studio SB in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Welcome I just, back. I just flew in from the kitchen and bore my arms tired. Oh yeah, that reminds me of my bad joke. Um, I can cut I, I I can cut a log just by staring at it. How's that, Ken? I saw it with my own eyes. Oh man. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Uh, Joe, are you ready to do some name calling for us? I am. I'm. You know what I'm eating? <laughs> I'm eating cotton candy grapes. Do you ever have those? Mm, Never. No. Are they? Oh, but they're, they're grapes. They're grapes, but okay. they taste like cotton candy. That's oh, nice. I thought you just rolled a grape in cotton candy. And yeah, I thought they were cotton no. candy flavored. And said, grapes. "Boy, these are Yeezy." Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, Joe, do name calling tonight and put Yeezy after everyone's name. Okay. Hey, Joe. We'll have to with me. Big place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm gonna have to be taking your car today. See, I have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up, it's gonna be a bumpy one. <laughs> we could jam and Joe's garage. What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. <laughs> Don't you like clowns? <laughs> Skipped a little at the <laughs> end there for some reason. Okay, right. so we have Yeezy. Yeezy. <laughs> we have uh, in the chat room tonight. We have Balawa. Yeezy. <laughs> <laughs> we have Yeezy Francie. Yeezy. Oh, Yeezy Francie. Yeezy double Yeezy. Uh, we have Jake Holly. Yeezy. We should have Yeezy Adam Yeezy. But he's not. Yeah, he's not. Well, Adam was here, so uh, I'll just say Adam Yeezy. Yeezy, Adam. Yeezy. Uh, We have Cat Yeezy. (laughs) (laughs) We have Ken Ken Sr. Hi, Yeezy Dad. (laughs) (laughs) I stepped on your line. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) It works. (laughs) Okay. We have uh, uh, Joey. Cool black dude, Yeezy. <laughs> we have I'm laugh every time. Yeezy, <laughs> Yeezy, Ken. We have living, living on Long Island, Yeezy. <laughs> whose idea was this? Mine. It was uh, we have, okay. Well, it's going. We have Michelle in South Florida, Yeezy. <laughs> Yeezy. And you know, Miles can't be yeezing behind far, too far. No. Yes. We have uh, President Yeezy <laughs> twice. <laughs> we have Sandy and Derwood Yeezy. 
He's getting such a kick out of this. This is like what I did. Ballsy. <laughs> Ballsy. <laughs> Ballsy. <laughs> we have sci-fi friend is 79. Yeezy. <laughs> T-O-J-W. Yeezy. <laughs> and Yeezy, but not last, Trojan Rabbit. Yeezy. Where's that yeah. Yeezy? Where's that Yeezy Tim Cormel at? Well, you know, I didn't see him tonight. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. He must yeah. have you, you you did that per in perfect uh, timing with the music. It just ended. You know, I'm Yeezy. Yeezy like Sunday morning. Oh. oh. Take it uh. easy. Ah, <laughs> uh, I already did or that. Or is it one. Yeezy like yes to cheese? Yeezy. You know, I think Yeezy's a great name for an ugly sneaker, but I think a better name, Trump has already coined that phrase. Anamas. Anamas. Should be Anamas. Mm. Adidas Anamas. Mm. Oh, and, and a sci-fi friend wants, uh, wants uh, Suze to know that uh, she's okay with her not liking Peter Capaldi, but God, he so wasn't she, a rock. Sheila he was, he, Huh? Sheila Friend. You said sci-fi friend. Oh, uh, yes, uh, Sheila Friend. But she... Uh, <laughs> I have sci-fi on the mind. Uh, you do. She has... Uh, she, she, he was in a band. He was in a punk band, uh, yeah. as far as his guitar playing. In fact, it was with... Uh, Somebody that, told uh, me that, but I just host. didn't care. It, it, with who? Sorry. That, that talk show host. That was, He's still late night. What the hell was his name? The guy Grant? from Scotland. Um, oh, that guy. That Graham just, Norton. Yeah. No, 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 no. The one that does no. the car, the car singing. No, car singing. no. He used young. to follow. He used to follow uh, uh, the Tonight Show. Um, oh, uh, Craig Kilbane. Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson. Kilbane. Where did I get Craig, that name? Craig Kilbane. <laughs> Craig Ferguson. Craig Kilbane. Oh, I would yes, love to Craig see Ferguson. that band. Yes, Craig wow. Ferguson and Peter Capaldi were in a band together when yeah, they were in was, college. What was it called? The Yeezys. I, the Yeezys. The Yeezys. <laughs> <laughs> the Yeezys. Actually, their but name anyway. their their name in um, Judo, Jadun was Koro Bloto Ho. No. <laughs> oh man. I'm like, I'm glad you like Jadun. Yeah, I, I like I, the Jadun. I love the Jadun too. I thought it was funny, but uh, actually, on the Jadun translator, just so you know how that works, why it was so much longer than what what I. Um, so much longer. What I did is basically it says the J- Jadun translate by splitting words into individual letters and adding an O to all the letters. Oh. Um, so all Jadun words, uh, syllables start with a consonant. Uh, example, start with an L and add an O. Result is low. So, you know, mm. but there's a problem with vowels. So. <laughs> you say, well, Jadun's, you know. I'm glad I wasn't born, yeah. brought up Jadun. Yeah. So, uh, but A is blow, E is flow, I is crow, O is plow, U is tro. Could you hear a Jadoon, Jadoon pl- uh, talking to a Klingon? Uh, that would be rad. Oh. Or, or, or. Aren't they related? Or, uh, what are the, what was, uh, Cal Drogo? What were those guys? Oh. The, um. Why oh, can't I remember what what uh, that was from Game of Thrones? Cal Drogo and the just right. Cal Droga oh, is a the uh, Drothrakis. 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 Right. Now Drothraki talking to a Klingon be crazy. 
And then, yeah. but and then have the Jadoon as a translator. Halloween is not far away. We can reenact all this. Yes. Right. <laughs> sure. A Jadoon translating for a Klingon talking to a Dothraki. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Pretty so, all right. Well, we are running long in this segment. Uh, if anybody wants to call in, uh, the number to call, let us know if you have any birthdays or anniversaries or anything. Um, the number to call is 330-536-1466. Again, 330-536-1466. We have enough time for at least one call. Sheila, if you want to call in and give your thoughts on Doctor Who or any other... any, yeah. I just know that Sheila's a huge Doctor Who fan. I don't Listen. know who else of our listeners are but you know we, we take at least one call or you know if several people call in i'll give you each a minute or so a piece um but uh she was a good a great doctor you who fan and she's a faithful fan of the tim coromall show yeah. oh i have to say which well, is pretty go. cool and i actually know how to speak uh coromalese uh believe it or not you um, do you yes do. i do <laughs> That's how there it is. <laughs> That's the universal language. Yes. Yes. So, or should I say, to? Oh, oh, no. <laughs> uh. Susan's just like, no, oh, stop no. it. I, no, I love that. That was so goofy. I mean, you know, it was so goofy and fun. That's the kind of thing that I, I really love about Doctor Who is when things they get strange and weird without, you know, being too. Eh, you know, too hokey. You know, it, it, it's it's kind of a reasonable thing. The with the Jadoon, you know, uh, uh, within the realm of sci-fi. But <laughs> look at that. We we got her on the line, everybody. We got uh, we got uh, uh, Sheila friend. Hi, Uh-oh. Sheila. She's going to the right act. So look, I have I'd have no problem with Suze if she didn't <laughs> like Peter Capaldi's Doctor. That's fine. Everybody has their favorites. I was not a Tenet fan. I thought he was too human. Okay. So you know. You get that with every doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only problem I have was that she was pronouncing his name incorrectly. Probably, yeah. I just that's how much I care. Sorry. Wait, what did you call? Cataldo, Cataldo. Oh, Capaldi. Cataldo. Oh, we know, we know, we know that guy. Cataldo. Oh, we we have a friend, Andy yeah. Cataldo. I'm so. like totally. I just if so. I get halfway there, I just make it up. And I probably just I ignored it if she ago. said it that way. So. The only thing that irritates me about his era is that all the girl fans who were you know, giddy over David Tennant and, and uh, Matt Smith. So, well, we can't watch him. He's such an old man. And uh, like, that's ageist. Not fair. That's, not, that's not how you should judge, you know, no. someone's portrayal of the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I... I, I mean, the first three doctors I don't, were in their 50s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, and I was a big fan of uh, the second and third doctors, uh, uh, Patrick Troughton and... Um, oh, John Pertwee. Pertwee, oh, yeah, thank great. you. Oh, and by the way, a little, little bit of trivia for everybody. If you didn't know, John Pertwee's son plays Alfred on the TV series Gotham mm-hmm. on Fox. Yeah. Um, yep. uh, Sean Pertwee. And you know, Pertwee was, was earthbound, so yes. he never had oh, yeah, his, he didn't have his TARDIS through Yeah, that he was well, like, he had, he had cars. I mean, he had it, but yeah. He wanted but to be was, James Bond, you well, know? Plus, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Patrick Troughton, the show would have never continued. I mean, it was yes. Pat, Patrick Troughton's portrayal, what he did, let the show continue because the idea of changing the actor completely mm-hmm. was unheard of back then. 
right and yeah and it was wildly successful once you know he took over yeah you know everybody always says oh well he had that beatles haircut that helped out and everything well (laughs) you know he was also a great actor too um and you know he had a he had a, a certain kind of like almost like whimsical childish intensity you know that was that was kind of appealing outside of just you know the stodgy old man you know from right. um mm-hmm. um william hartnell but uh I mean, but if yeah. you ever want to see uh, his chops in acting uh you should watch the episode enemy of the world hmm. okay he plays, he plays the doctor and he plays the evil villain in it too oh wow yeah, no. you, you know what? I would really that episode. I would really like you know some highlights, like because the the idea of watching all the old episodes never not going to happen. <laughs> but if you would give me well, some highlights, the best of ones way to you get liked. highlights is go on YouTube. YouTube has like three four minute clips. Well, I think we probably want to watch, you know, like yeah. at least one. We want to watch it in entirety. Few, we just yeah. want the one the episodes that are good. Yeah. That well, you know. You know. We, we've watched I some. Watched, I actually watched every episode from wow. uh, Hartnell all the way to, to now. Wow! That Have are you, available. Didn't you? Did, I, did you? Did, now, mm-hmm. just recently, they found some. What in South Africa? They found, or was it Australia? That was Enemy of the World, and mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think. Uh, the the, abom- the um, abominable snowman. Okay. Where were they found? Was it South Africa or was no, it? No, Web of Fear. The Web of Fear. Mm-hmm. It had abominable snowbed in it. Where? They found those two episodes in Africa. Oh, okay. All right. Hmm. So, but no, give us your overall thoughts, though. Uh, we'll, we'll give you a, a couple minutes on your thoughts on the the new episode. What? 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 First of all, what did you think of our individual re- reviews? Did you? Were you finding yourself siding with one person more than somebody else? Um. Yes and no. It's like it. It. You know. Fans are different about it. I've been watching since 1977. Mm-hmm. So, um, I agreed with you and um, with you a lot about the episode. It was rather boring. Mm-hmm. That the right... If, Chibnall is known... I mean, he's... If you look at the episodes he's done for Doctor Who, they've been mediocre to bad. Okay. The episodes he wrote. Um, as to Jody's acting, that I'm still not on board with. I just felt she was trying too hard to be between Matt mm-hmm. Smith and David Tennant's doctor instead of trying for her own. Yeah. And yeah, I, I can see that a little the, bit, but I really think she was given not a lot to work with in the writing, too. Hmm. Yeah, but, you know, it may it may change. I usually give a doctor three episodes before yeah. I make a final decision on them. Mm-hmm. I don't decide from their very first episode, because that's not fair. Well, yeah. she's growing into it. Chance. She's still getting used to her teeth, right? You know, yeah. still getting used why you to their give teeth. More than one episode. <laughs> yeah. You know. So um, it's uh, like when, when Matt Smith came on, everybody said, "Oh, he's too young." Well, you know, he did a great job for somebody that young. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, I I didn't, and it was. I'll say this: when I say I didn't like Doctor Who with Matt Smith or Peter Capaldi, I still do like Peter Capaldi a lot better than Matt Smith. Um. I kind of just thought Matt Smith was a little too emo uh, or something. I don't know, but the, it, but again, I, I I always go back to the writers and the directors, and some of the writing I thought on some of the episodes with Matt Smith were really, especially towards the end, were kind of I, I just thought lazy and kind of sloppy, and that's where it kind of yeah. turned me off, and I just couldn't get back into it. So I guess 
Yeah, but I did watch a fair amount of the Capaldi stuff. Uh, you know, I, I I I did see some of it, and I did like some of it. I like him as an actor, and I liked him as Doctor Who. But it was again, it just I felt like that they really hit their stride um, in the writing, in the directing, uh, with when Tennant and Eccleston were there, and then it just seemed like people were getting a little complacent with some of the storytelling, yeah. and it just felt a little stagnant to me. Um, so that's where I am. But, yeah. it, you know, I think Capaldi was a perfect pick for the Doctor. For a I, while, I thought when they were doing the David Tennant and, and some of the Matt Smith even, I felt like they were bringing you into a different world, teaching you a little bit of something, not really a lot, but a little bit of something, and you were like, oh, yeah, well, that's when interesting. Tenet, when Tennant left, when Tennant left, they also, um, Russell T. Davis, who came on with Eccleston and through Tennant, he left as showrunner. So they had a brand new showrunner starting yeah. with um, Matt Smith, mm-hmm. and that was um, Stephen Moffat. He left. Mm-hmm. That's why Chris Chibnall's in there. I'm sorry, people give. Uh, my problem with most of the Tenet fans is they didn't even give Stephen Moffat a chance. It's like Stephen mm-hmm. Moffat came in. They said, "Well, that's the end of the show. Tenet's gone. Russell T. Davis is gone. The show's over." Yeah. And a lot of the Tenet fans left, and that's not fair. Yeah. And and yes, there was some, there were some bad episodes during the Matt Smith years and the Cabaldi years. I admit that, but I'm sorry, the David Tennant era and Chris Chibnall era weren't the oh my god, everything's perfect. I mean, yeah. fear her, fear love her. and monsters. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love really? love and monsters. <laughs> I oh. mean, what was love and the monsters was about um, yeah. Antoinette. Was that it? What was Love and uh, Monsters no, about? No, Love and Monsters was the Absorber Loft. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. I don't remember that yeah. one. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, I, I remember that. And, uh, and, and a lot of the great episodes, a lot of the great episodes in the Russell T. Davis era were written by Stephen Moffat. Mm-hmm. The Doctor Dances, um, The Girl in the Fireplace. Yeah, the girl in the Blink. fireplace. Is what I was talking. Yeah, girl in the fireplace. Yeah, too. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. uh, before you go, um, uh, Sheila, I have a very special treat for you, and it is Peter Capaldi from the TV series <laughs> uh, "The Thick of It." Um, oh before, God, before I he love was Doctor Who. Before he was Doctor Who, this is him uh, describing Star Wars, uh, uh, not remembering oh, the name, <laughs> not remembering the name of the movie, talking to his his uh, coworker, his his fellow cop or whatever. What's that film that you love? What film? The one about the fucking hairdresser, the space hairdresser, and the cowboy. The guy's he's got a tinfoil pal and a pedal bin. His father's <laughs> a robot and he's fucking fucked his sister. <laughs> Lego. They're all made of fucking Lego. Stone. Yeah, that's the one, right? That's like the that. one. Okay. Gonna fucking kill all the bad guys, and you'll be able to blow up the big Death Star. the Death Star yeah. thing. Yes. Then you can go and live happily ever after on the planet of the teddy bears. You better be what? <laughs> 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 I want to live happily with the ever teddy after with the teddy bears. Oh, uh, he's got a pedal bin. <laughs> RJD. That's one thing about oh. Peter Capaldi. I always had to have the closed caption on. I <laughs> never understood a thing he was saying. In, in that show, in, uh, well, in Doctor Who, he didn't have uh, a thick accent, but the the thick of it, holy shit! Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, uh, she. Go I, ahead. I knew he was going to be a great doctor when I caught the first episode of the thick of it. And nice. He's on the phone with somebody going, he's about as useful as a marzipan dildo. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Wow. So uh, nice. <laughs> 
All right. Well, Sheila, thanks for calling. I'm yeah. so glad you did uh, on this special occasion, uh, talking about the premiere of the new Doctor Who. Hopefully, bigger and better things are to come from this uh, season or series. Okay. You guys have a great night. Yeah. All right. Bye you bye, too. Sheila. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right, there we are. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, go to the break, and when we come back, we are going to talk about the uh, the most bullied person in the world, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, if you don't have a tiny violin, see if you can get Amazon to deliver one with mm. a drone on the break. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we're all gonna we're gonna have a little symphony, little sad little symphony for the most bullied person in the world. Poor little bankrupt girl. Shit. Oh. Uh yeah. So I think everybody knows who I'm talking about. And plus, we'll we'll start we'll we'll start making with the Mad Libs as well. You know. The Mad Libs and every adjective's gonna be easy. Every noun's gonna be easy. <laughs> every word is gonna be easy tonight. That's right. Uh, I'll do actually a special Mad Lib where I do that to everything. Um, so I'll just do an old one and and I won't write it in. I'll just read every word as easy. So uh, or I could translate easy into. Um, uh, uh, I keep wanting to say Sycorax. It's no, it's not Sycorax. It's Jadoon. Uh, so what were the Sycorax? Why, why do I, I have Sycorax in the brain, Joe? Uh, I don't know. They were Google Sycorax. <sighs> yeah, yeah, no, no, they, they were a, a, a species somewhere yeah. along the line. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. So maybe uh, some ouds will call in. Oh, the oud. I like the oh, ouds. So, so oh, anyway, ouds. yes, I love the yeah. ouds. So, uh, all right, we're going to go ahead and uh, go to the break. When we come back, uh, again, the most persecuted woman in the world. Why am I persecuted? Yeah. Uh, why persecuted am I? Uh, <laughs> let's go to the break. We'll be right back right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Ah, that's adorable. That's getting awkward. And now it's just plain creepy. KennyPick.com. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. <laughs> and now, on with the show. I could say I'm the most bully person on... On the world. Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! 
Welcome back to Cold Blow Roto. No, no, I'm not going to do that. Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And of course, you're joining me out of Studio SB in the great city of Cleveland, Ohio. The one and only. Well, let me see. Let's play it again for. Um, where the heck? Uh, why can't I hit the right right button? There, the it is. prettiest girl in Cleveland. Suze is here with us, my Hello. lovely bride. Hello, I'm here yeah. at Studio SB. Yeah, we're having an early uh, Halloween party tomorrow, as it were. It's going to be a lot of fun in the garage. Here with Kenny Pick and a tiny curled up sleeping cat. Tiny kitty. And, of course, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, my friend. Well, thank you. And uh, I really don't care, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, they should have been impeached right then, right there. The minute they saw that her wearing that jacket in public. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. So, what a princess. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, let's get to ABC News. I had an interview uh, with uh, Tom Lamas, like the animal Lamas. <laughs> Don't get too close. They spit in your eyes. Uh, and then you'll go, Yeezy. That's <laughs> the correct response. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So here, here we go. This is like two minutes. It starts off with uh, them talking about whether or not Melania trusts people within the administration, mm. since you know, hot on the heels of the op-ed of the anonymous person uh, who said that they're they're part of the resistance and whatnot. Um, and I'll probably pause it at one point, but let, let, let's listen to the first half here. During our exclusive interview, we asked Melania Trump about her husband's team. He's been in office now almost two years. Has he had people that you didn't trust working for him? Yes. Did you let him know? I let him know. And what did he do? Well, some people, they don't work there anymore. And um, it's very difficult sometimes because I'm so busy with my, my office. I don't get involved with West Wing. Do you think there's still people there that he can't trust? Yes. Still working now? Yes. Your husband most likely will run for re-election. Are you looking forward to possibly six more years in the White House? I believe that my husband um, is doing an incredible job. All right. Okay. Quit shitting yourself, sister. Are you shitting me? <laughs> we need John Britavo here for that. It's so. politics. There's going to be people around you can't trust. Yeah. That's why they call it politics. Well, uh, I've never heard a president complain about that or a first lady. Well, no, 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 no. I've never heard a, a, a first lady or a president complain about being surrounded by people you can't trust because... Most people are that you know get into higher office are good judges of character yeah. and hire people they know they will work well with and that yeah. respect them and don't think they're stark fucking raving lunatics. Just raining. But unfortunately, a large percent of percentage of our population start thought a stark raving fucking lunatic would make a good president. <sighs> and there are people of good conscience still there that are like. Nah, <laughs> you know, but Joe, what's your, what's your thought on Melania's little thingy there? Oh, grow up! <laughs> you know, just here in her stiletto heels and her pith helmet. Oh yeah, her fucking you know, pith helmet. That was hilarious. I'm like, where's she on safari? Yeah, on the golf course or something. It's ridiculous. I mean, bullied really. You're, you're married to a, a billionaire uh, uh, grifter. 
Well, we haven't gotten you know? to that part yet. What do you? What, what's your what take? Happened to that? What's your What's your take on her saying she doesn't get involved with the Oval Office because she has her own office she's doing things with, well, and and of course she doesn't trust people. Hmm. Oh well, you know what they say about Washington: if you want a friend, get a dog. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't heard that, but I like it. Yeah, it's good. What happened to that anti-bullying things that she oh, was going to do? Well, there's more. There's some of that okay. in the clip. Okay. When, when we get All to right. the, the, that's in the second half of the clip. This first part was about whether or not she trusts people. Okay, okay. So, and and of course saying, oh, she has so many important things going on in her office, she couldn't possibly be bothered with West Wing affairs. <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah, I could. Her office is like a little beehive, I guess, of activity, isn't it? Uh, I guess bringing those guys in to paint the backs of her coats. It <laughs> says, oh, God. "I, I don't care." Do you? Do you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Here. So we'll, we'll get. To, I think the biggest part, obvious uh, part of this, is the bullying thing. So let's let's continue with the rest of the clip here. For this nation. These nations. And, um, I want that American people have a success. So you want American people have a success? Decide, I will support him. But are you looking forward to it? I'm enjoying it. I really love to live in the Washington and in the White House. <laughs> in the Washington. And um, yes, I'm enjoying it. And the first lady planning to carry on with her Be Best initiative. One of the pillars, combating cyberbullying. An interesting choice considering her husband's behavior on Twitter, attacking people's looks, intelligence, and talent. And for the first time, Melania Trump revealing why exactly she focused on cyberbullying. What happened to you personally, or what did you see personally that you thought you wanted to tackle this issue? I could say I'm the most bullied person on on the world. And you think you're the most bullied person in the world? One of them. One if of you them. you really see what people are saying about me. That's why I... You know, my Be Best initiative is focusing on um, social media and online behavior. We need to educate the children of uh, (laughs) social emotional behavior. So when they grow up and they know how to deal with, with those issues. So let me get this fucking straight. The whole Be Best movement is all about you. And so <laughs> people are nicer to you because your English sucks. <laughs> <laughs> she wants people to speak cavemanese like her. Yes, she lives in the Washington. In the Washington. In the Washington. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sounds like one of the... But real, real quick, I, I did... Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. No, I just say she sounds like a schmingy. I just I did hear <laughs> something on um, NPR about people taking more emotional, like having more emotional knowledge and being able to deal with in different situations like that, and that's why bullying and cyberbullying and people, you know, why incels exist because people aren't taught how to deal with their or other people's emotions. So that's kind of like a big initiative, actually. So, <laughs> oh, I'm only going to put this in because Moon Mare said this noun. Wow. <laughs> he wasn't laughing at what I said. He no. was laughing at something in the chat room, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. He was. <laughs> he was. <laughs> I'm talking about Is you like there? you're not here. Yeah. <laughs> Is he there? 
Uh, am I? I don't know. Who man. am I? What am I doing here? I don't know, man. So okay, for but again, once again, that that asshole had mm. the fucking audacity to seriously say this. I could say I'm the most bully person on on the world. Yeah, any of us could, and we'd all be full of shit. <laughs> you're stupid. You're stupid. You're self-centered. You're mm. uh, 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 I mean, what what is what are people bullying her about? Oh, are they bringing up the fact that you were a softcore porn model, the first softcore <laughs> porn model first lady? So sorry, sorry, we're talking about your naked pictures. <laughs> pointing out the fucking hypocrisy of the right. You know, oh, Bill Clinton, oh, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton. Okay, we got creepy porn president and this first softcore porn la- uh, first lady. Hmm. What the? And the first um, really questionably intelligent president. Oh, and first lady. They're both idiots. They're not smart. You know, and I, you know, I know a while back, you know, a lot of us were, a lot of us, you know, and I'm not faulting anybody for this saying, no, no, we just need to... We should just dial it back for Melania. She's family. Don't, you know, involve her in this. Well, now that we know B. Bess is just about protecting her image online, she <laughs> can take a flying fucking leap into the Washington, D.C. <laughs> so. <laughs> Why are That's you bullying her, Ken? D. D. Washington. D. Washington. <laughs> D. Washington. Uh. <laughs> So, uh, but but seriously, uh, you know, be best. I, I'm 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 awestruck. I'm dumbstruck that she just fucking said. That's why me. I started be best because it hurt uh, because somebody hurt my feelings online. Not because of anything that happened up until that point to Wait, anybody else, to children, to children who have hung themselves for being harassed <laughs> online yeah. for being gay, transgender, or just an mm-hmm. outcast in their high school. Not, mm-hmm. you know, uh, things like where, where asshole gamers or somebody will call and swat somebody's house, you know, uh, or uh, threaten uh, them with and, and have them killed by, you know, cops because, you know, they're saying, oh, yeah, there's an active shooting inside this house and you should go get them. Ha ha ha. It's a prank. You know, I mean, that shit is serious. What What's happened to Melania? Oh, they make fun of my clothes and my accent. And my cape and my pith helmet. Pith. Pith, pith helmet. My God. Seriously. I, I just... Uh, I'm so repulsed by these people. Um, it is mm-hmm. immense. But that's that's just kind of what Republicans do. Like they were they were always anti-gay, anti-gay, anti-gay till one some of them had gay people in their family. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, it's happened to me now." Well, yeah. I mean, you're you're supposed to like be thoughtful of other people in their situations, even if you're not related to them. Duh. Well, you know, one one thing that always cracked me up is when Sarah Palin became, you know, the the GOP pick for vice president when McCain was running. Yeah. Um, you you had all these people out there. Oh, it's so wonderful. She's got a, a big family and everything, and 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 then then we're like, 
oh yeah and she has a daughter who had a child out of wedlock and then so so much for your family values and your you know abstinence Mm -hmm. only and all that shit and then their big comeback was always like well you know what life happens (laughs) life happens asshole and when it happens to us it's okay. When it, but when it happens to anybody else, when there's a single mother on the left, <sighs> filthy whore, welfare queen. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I mean that that's the thing that, that that drives me bonkers. But yeah, I mean this this whole thing with Melania, sweet Jesus, Melanie, <laughs> get some fucking self awareness and throw that god give that pith helmet to somebody who's actually, you know. <laughs> Has, has a machete and is swatting away mosquitoes in the jungle. <laughs> but it's my Pete helmet. I got it on Washington. <laughs> yeah. Um, on any the, more on the Washington? On the Washington, and, and oh, and, and I love that she's the most bullied person on the planet. <laughs> on, on, on. On the world. On the, on the oh no, world. on the world, not in the world. On the um, world. I could say I'm the most bully person on on the world. Neat. That Technically is cool we're story. all standing on the world right now. I mean, maybe she's just smarter than all of us and she's like Technically, we are all standing on the world. Well, I guess on in the world probably doesn't make sense to her because no. she thinks you'd have to be buried or at the core of the earth or something. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> we are all on the world. It's just... Standing on it. It's just a point. Yeah, it's lead on, egg on, what have you. Egg on. Yeah. The egg on. The let go of my egg on. But yeah, here's a, there you go. They were kind of a a boy talk. And uh, he was lead on, like uh, egg on. Yeah, Mm -hmm. sure he was, girl. Uh, Egg on, (laughs) egg off, egg on, egg off. What a dipshit. I mean, I swear to God, I swear to God that I, I saw that and that made me so, so fucking mad. When that was happening, Tom, um, I, I was on the internet and um, Joe? oh, Joe, I messed up. <laughs> I was on the internet. Tom, Tom hasn't been so, here in a yeah. while. <laughs> uh, I got something. Anyway, darkness, my old friend. That's right. <laughs> yes. What were you saying? I was on the internet like watching back things of Rudolph's Happy New Year because I was like what was the name of that bird villain like and it was Eon but I thought it was Egon for a second I was like I think it's Egon but no that's thanks uh, important safety tip thanks Egon (laughs) from Ghostbusters oh okay then that's Egon Egon yeah he was it was Eon he was the nerd yeah um (laughs) the nerd Ghostbuster Mm. Uh yeah. So, uh anyway, anybody else have any other thoughts on that before we uh uh go to the break? Susan, do you have any well, other thoughts no, on that before I, we go to the break? Um thoughts on Melania Trump making be best all about her. Yeah, I was kind of telling you that there is different initiatives to have people like be more educated about their emotions, but you know, I mean, I don't think she's that bullied. I don't think that it's that horrible. Yeah, you when you're the president's wife, you kind of have a spotlight on you. At least they're not saying her arms are fat or that she wears the wrong dress or that she's a man. 
Nobody's calling her Mooshelle or Kankles. We're calling her Melanie because her husband fucked up the typing of her name in a tweet. And nobody's ever made fun of her children and called them awful names. Oh, I had to think who were her children for a second there. Yeah, no, they don't even come up. Like, they did about, you know, Obama's children or about how they were so horrible about Chelsea's hair back in the day. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rush Limbaugh called her the new White House dog. Oh, God. When she was, like, 12 or something like that. So awful. So, uh... That's bullying. I mean, really. Mm -hmm. But no, poor Melania. They call her Melanie and make fun of her poor English. Oh, no. Interview. I mean, that's typical of this whole scene at the White House. Every, All the white guys are victims. All the rich girls are victims. You know? Mm-hmm. It's this victimization of myself. You know? It's like, it's I'm the victim. You know, mm-hmm. all those black people are making white people the victim. You know, when all white people wanted to do was make them happy, mm-hmm. you know, all men wanted to do was grope you. Sure. You know, yeah. what's wrong with you? Oh, come on. You should, you should be you should be grateful. <laughs> so you you're going to ruin great. a man's life because he groped you? No. Oh. Hey, it was come just on. a compliment. It's just a compliment. <laughs> yes. When Take I took, when I held your your held you down and held my hand over your mouth, it was so I. You couldn't compliment me back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't wow, make that, sense. That, I don't no, know. That, that's about right. Um, <laughs> makes perfect sense. It's a justification that Boof Kavanaugh would make. Yeah. Um, this is a victimhood thing. They're all victims. They're all victimizing everybody else, but they're the victim. I'll say this. I'll say this. I did make fun of Melania Trump for the whole be best thing. I felt, though, that it was... It, hopefully, I, I, I hope some good could come out, out of it when I first heard about it. Of course, there's also the hypocrisy and the double standard that she won't address her husband being a bully to other people, insulting right. their looks, their intelligence, mm-hmm. their talent, what have mm-hmm. you. Um, you know, it, it, he goes after all these people and says they're stupid, whatever. And she has nothing to say about that. But then we find out that she ranks herself among the most bullied people in the world. And that was her inspiration. She was her inspiration to start this fucking thing. Well, now I got to say, there's never a fucking chance in hell that this be best thing is going to be anything more than something to be mocked and ridiculed by people who have more than two brain cells that they can rub together. (laughs) Anybody else who believes in this, you're just a dumb fucking Trump cultist, and we know you're beyond redemption or, you know, average human qualities. You know, there's there's nothing there. You're lost. You're lost. And especially after she said that. To me, that was so offensive and so invalidating of that whole thing that her office is attempting to do. Um, you know, just fuck you, Melanie. Go to hell. And by the way, my initiative is about me. That's right. Not the country. No, just no, it's about, about me. me. We need to get people online <laughs> to be best to Melania Trump. <laughs> wah, wah, wee, wah. <laughs> be easy to Melania. Take it easy, Melania. The egotism is just insane. It's just too much. It's just... It's, it's mind-boggling. Are, Susan, are you saying it's too much? That's right. It's too much. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. So, um, 
And also for Melania Trump about uh, the this. I could say I'm the most bully person on on the world. That's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. That's insane. Is it, can I hear it again? Do you have time? Yeah. Yeah. On the world. Shut up! Anyway. <laughs> All right, let's go to the break. I might have one or two stories I want to read from real quick. Uh, also, uh, before we get a break, uh, apparently Sebastian Gorka liked some kind of account on... Um, Oh, Instagram, and it was like Busty Milfs or something no, like that. No. <laughs> and no. it's kind of, you know, who cares if he likes it or not? But again, you know, it's it's the it's the thing with, you know, the Trump cult is they're just like, you know, evangelicals love these guys, and Sebastian Gorka's like, oh, let me go like this Busty Milfs page. Oh, of course. They're my constituents. Sometimes what? you got to look out for the Busty Milf vote. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes. So, uh, especially in Alabama. Well, unless your name is Stormy Daniels, then she ain't getting. She, oh, you no. ain't getting her vote. No, I remember. What I was going to say briefly. Hurry up! It's break. Uh, the other day, I was at the post office on Tuesday, and there was a man that was registering the vote for the first time because he was disgusted by the current political climate and our current president. And I was like, "I'm so proud of you," and even though I just met him, and and. I said, you know what? I've been watching this since I was 15. It's never been worse. And he was older than me. Like, a good 15, 10, 15 years. Yeah, so. Well, I'm into that. Yeah. I'm I'm into So it could happen, you guys. We'll Things see. Things change. We 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 see. We'll Things see. will go your way if you hold on for yeah. one more day. Hopefully things will stop being easy soon. <laughs> um, all right, uh, just for the most persecuted woman in the world, uh, the most bullied woman in the world, we have a special song of love and outreach from our good friend Macaroni, everyone. <laughs> oh, here uh, we go. <laughs> here we go. Buckle up. It's going to be a bummy one. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back with uh, the final segment of this weekend edition of Turn Up the Night right after this. Friends, here's some exciting news. Everybody! You can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to... Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Thanks up, everybody! Shit off your chest. This is what you play when people got you fed up. This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck. This is what you need when your car breaks down. This is what you need when there's traffic all around. This is what you need when you just walk in and catch your fiance with your best friend. This is what you play when you get laid off and find out that your final check's way off. This is what you need when you run out of weed or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed. This is what you need when them ends don't meet. This is what you need when you fighting in the street. This is what you play when you all the way through. This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking uh. fingers in the air. Uh. 
what you play if your boss is a jerk This is what you play when you on the way to work This is what you need when you come up shoulder Or at the drive through when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line This is what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right, they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession This is what you play when politicians don't listen This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking in the air. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. Fuck you, I'm me. That's how I'ma do. If you don't like it, fuck you, do you? If you don't like it, say fuck you too. Or some of you might say suck my food. This is about being real with yourself. Sometimes you gotta say fuck everybody else. Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do. Sometimes you gotta stop them and say fuck you, fuck you. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of Mind Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go squee! So be sure to tune in to Mind Check Radio with Adam Hebert, live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Like Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland! 
thank you, Cleveland, twice. Thank you, Scranton, once. And thanks to all the other fine folks who uh, called in. Ooh, oh, my God, my microphone stand just disintegrated. Oops. <laughs> Sorry for that, folks. I tried to slide my mic up, and uh, I slid it all the way out of the stand. Uh, but, yeah, so welcome back, uh, Mr. Santorsa. Hello. I'm playing a violin made of marzipan. Ah, yes, there you go. Very good. And uh, what, what do you have coming up on uh, the Tim Coromel show for us this weekend? You, you got oh, some. Best uh, of the Clown Car. Best of the Clown oh, Car. Oh, okay. Very nice. Oh, there yes. should be some good entries in there. Do you know uh, a, a, a one or two that are going to be in there? I never know until Tim puts it together. Well, it'll, it'll happen. So I got to help Susan. It, with oh, her, it'll be beautiful. With her, her headphones. Tim is here. flying Having to Texas. Having a hard time, man. So. Um, oh no! It just needs a flip over like that. There we go. So sorry, Susan's using new, different headphones tonight. She she's having an issue. Well, uh, so Tim's gonna be. You said Tim's going to Texas. He's going to Texas, and uh, I think he's gonna meet up with John Britabo. Nice. The blue dot. Are dots. you shitting me? I love the blue dot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's yeah. him and Tim are gonna have have a meetup. Nice. That's awesome. I like his YouTube channel too. Yeah, yes. uh, we're we're subscribers and big fans of a blue dot in Texas. I'm a big fan of YouTube, and I, I like watching his videos. And let me just tell you, I think we need to play this again because we we played it last week, and it was it was or last Tuesday, and it was so great. Um, the cruise tough as Texas, uh, the Richard Linklater um, video with the actor Sonny Carl Davis. Uh, <laughs> It falls right in there with the "Are you shitting me?" of John Britavo. Um and uh, this is uh, this is the ad that's being run, the Anti Cruise Pro uh, um, Beto ad. Somebody left something on my door the other day. Is it Ted Cruz, toughest Texas? <laughs> I mean, come mm. on. If somebody called my wife a dog and said my daddy was in on the Kennedy assassination, I wouldn't be kissing their ass. You stick a finger in their chest and give them a few choice words. Or you drag their ass out by the woodshed and kick their ass, Ted. Ooh. Come on. <laughs> Ted. Why am I persecuted? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I think Ted Cruz, after seeing that ad, might uh, cop Melania's line. I could say I'm the most bully person on, on the world. Why am I persecuted? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Why? Seriously, I want to see Ted Cruz's grimy little face and receding hairline just ground into the fucking dirt <laughs> under Beto's boot, man. Uh, figurative, of course, but if it happens literally, I'm, what are we going to do? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, that is my dream. That is my that is my, uh, my my wish of baby Jesus for this Christmas. You can have dreams, Ken. You can have dreams. Reach for the stars. Um, and but no, that that uh, you know that toughest Texas thing that is fucking hilarious. I love it. Um, and, and you know Ted Cruz is such a sniveling little snot. And you know what? What's really funny is over on Media, um, this struck me as being really, really crazy coming from the, the Drudge Report of all places about beto and uh of course i gotta find it now because it's fallen off of their main page um but uh matt drudge actually posted an article today and i and i love this 
Um, hmm. Matt Drudge, this is the headline from Josh Feldman at Mediaite. Matt Drudge declares Texas Democrat powerhouse Beto O'Rourke as star run for White House. It says, uh, Beto O'Rourke's Senate campaign against Ted Cruz has caught the attention of many political observers, including Matt Drudge. This afternoon, Drudge, who rarely tweets these days, highlighted the millions of dollars O'Rourke has raised. By the way, it's a lot, too. I think it's like $58 million or something like that. Mm. Or maybe that's how much uh, Kanye's in Yeezy debt <laughs> for. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he praised him and said, a star is born. If Texas Senate uh, campaign fails, run for White House. Mm. Um, yeah, thirty-eight million. That's how much Beto uh, uh, raised. Uh, but he didn't stop there. After showing a photo of a crowd cheering uh, O'Rourke supporters at a recent rally, Drudge even asked, "Is Beto the Trump buster Dems have been praying for?" Um, and um, and of course, he got all weird and creepy and superficial. And he was like, "He's like good demo, sex appeal, mm. a fundraising powerhouse, Kennedy esque." parenthetically the teeth and he has <laughs> and he has a great swing oh. and shows him at a baseball game watch out watch out hmm. watch out ted cruz Ooh. yeah gonna get you uh i hope so man yeah I, I i i would love that if beto was uh in the you know uh, <laughs> Because seriously, that's almost the kind of level of, of you know accomplishment President Obama had before he became president. You know, and you know what? Fuck that. We don't need any political accomplishments anymore because Trump. <laughs> Give right. Beto a reality show for six months. All the qualifications he needs, right? Give me catchy little tagline like. As long as you're around. Yeah, if you were on uh, the dating game or anything, that that qualifies. Sure. Even if you didn't win. So yeah, great. exactly. What the hell? Uh, so, so anyway, so so that that's that. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to share that with everybody. Even even some conservatives out there are thinking, uh, it, you know. So uh, I'm telling you what, thirty eight million dollars. Conservatives praising him, and. Ted Cruz, that blobfish, he's got to be sweating. He's sweating not bullets. He's sweating like mortar shells. <laughs> <laughs> Shitting bricks. Birthing cows. Uh, <laughs> you know. That's right. So, Anywho, alright, we got to get to Mad Libs, so i uh, going to need your uh, full attention here in a moment, Suze. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, she's just checking her phone. It's okay. I, I understand. Nice. There are things going on. There are things sorry, going on. Sorry, Dad. Uh, hey, now. <laughs> alright, let's go ahead and uh, uh, get to Mad Libs. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. Oh, God bless Mad Libs. All right, here we go, everybody. We get two Mad Libs for, for everybody tonight, and uh, the uh, first one I'm gonna first word I'm gonna need is uh, Suze. We'll give you this one. Yes. Part of the body. That would be the pinky toe. Pinky toe. Okay, Joe. The name of a male conservative. Stephen Miller. Oh. Hmm. There was... 
so there was some teacher that got like relocated oh, because they said yes. Stephen Miller ate glue as a child or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'll get to that at my my closing did he, statement. Did he eat glue? Uh, he should, it looks it looks like he's still sniffing the shit. He, he's he's gone up. He's got you know Tester's model glue that he's uh, huffing down. Um, Susan, an adverb describing a, a verb. Describing a verb quickly. Everybody says quickly. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's I'll okay. It works out. in this. It works in this one. Um, part of the body, Joe. The cerebellum. Cerebellum. There we go. That's a that's a that's a two dollar word. Um, it is. No it's Trump cultist is going to know that because they are lacking a cerebellum. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Susan. The name of a female conservative. I'm going to go with the classic. Um, Sarah Palin. Oh, uh, sweating to the oldies. I like it. <laughs> So I put Salen. <laughs> I just put Salen. Salen. <laughs> I just Palin. abbreviated S A L I N. Salen. I'll just leave that. Oh, that's and awesome. that's you know funny because the word after it is so perfect for that. That's great. Uh, yeah. Joe, verb ending in I N G. Rocking. All right, rocking. Actually, this is going to work out pretty well. <laughs> Susan, part of the body, plural. Hmm. Patellas. Patellas. Wow, you guys are really keeping it clean tonight. Uh, Joe, another adverb, and we are done. Likely. No. Okay, likely it is. No, you okay. Here we go. Um, here, let me do it. I'll do an uh, old one first. Mm-hmm. Uh, with putting Yeezy in for every word, as I promise. So, <laughs> so we have enough time. Um, let me see. Uh, I just got to find one that, that we've done already because uh, I don't want to waste it on another one. Um, here we go. This is Snow Wife. Uh, Snow Wife. Snow White <laughs> at the Seven Dwarfs Cottage. Mm-hmm. My name is Snow White, and I am hiding from my awful Yeezy stepmother, Yeezy, mm-hmm. at the Seven Dwarfs Cottage in Yeezy. It is a Yeezy little place with a roof made of Yeezy. <laughs> Since dwarves are letting me stay here, I help out by dusting the Yeezys, cooking the Yeezy dinners, mm-hmm. and washing their Yeezys. <laughs> oh, Wow. The dwarves uh, uh, and I have become really close Yeezys and enjoy one another's Yeezy very much. Mm. Their names are Sleepy, Happy, Yeezy, Yeezy, Sneezy, mm. Yeezy, and Doc. <laughs> the dwarves and I share many Yeezy interests. Mm-hmm. We especially like to sing Hi-Ho, Hi-Ho, It's Off to Yeezy We Go. Oh, sorry, we have to run now. There's a sweet old Yeezy at the door selling apples. Mm. All right. That's fun. So there's the Yeezy uh, Seven Dwarfs one. Uh, (laughs) That one worked well because there was, you know, all the different dwarf names. Yeezy. (laughs) Yeezy, (laughs) Yeezy, and Doc. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. This is also from the same book. We're doing Happily Ever After Mad Libs. Uh, Mm. Cinderella, everyone. 
Cinderella, Cinderella. There once was a slimy young girl named Cinderella who lived in her sleazy, uh, lived with her sleazy stepmother and two crooked stepsisters. Not untrue. Mm. She waited on them hand and pinky toe, mm. but they treated her like a soap. Mm-hmm. Cinderella uh, heard about a ball the prince was throwing, but she didn't have a strident gown to wear. Then, out of the clear blue Oktoberfest, <laughs> her fairy Wankstain mother appeared <laughs> and waved her magic shot glass. <laughs> that's what mother. That's what stepmothers do. Take a drink of this. <laughs> Everything will be fine. Uh, put on your tequila muscles. Um, <laughs> Cinderella's ragged old clothes turn into a beautiful fart box. A beautiful fart box. And her war in her work shoes became a pair of glass bank robbers. Yes. And her ward. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Cinderella went to the ball and danced with the prince Stephen Miller, <sighs> who fell madly in love with her. But at the stroke of midnight, she had to flee, losing one of her glass condoms. The prince traveled throughout the kingdom trying to uh, trying the slipper on the cerebellum of every young girl. Hmm. But of course, it fit only one. Cinderella! Yes, because no two women could possibly ever have the same Mm-mm. shoe size. Never. Nor men. Uh, the two were soon married and lived quickly ever after. Mm-hmm. after. Oh, I shouldn't quickly. have chose quickly. Well, now, it, it seems like they had short lives. Um, so <laughs> they lived quickly ever after. <laughs> quickly. And we're done. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is Princess Seeking Fairy Godmother. Mm-hmm. It's a wanted, wanted. I put this one ad out. Mm. Oh, okay. All right. Wanted. One brainwashed grand- godmother uh, needed immediately for Sarah Palin, a very grifty young princess <laughs> with a noodle headed personality. <laughs> That's so true. Applicant must have at least 69 years of whiny experience helping the princess or her other royal twat waffles. Ooh. Thanks, Moon Mare. Twat waffles. Live up to their mac and cheese and mm-hmm. making their ball bag come true. <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, the ideal candidate should be able to turn pumpkins into penises. And mice and tomato into tomatoes, who are capable of pulling oversized swamp monsters. Since the princess enjoys ballroom rocking with melodic princes, ex- <laughs> ex- expertise in waltzes, polkas, and stupid models is a must. Salary will be paid in golden doctors, as <laughs> many as you can carry in your patellas. Please apply as likely as possible. It's fun. There we go. Those are the Mad Libs for tonight, everybody. They were super yeezy. They were mad. <laughs> mad, I say. So yeezy. Um, oh, that was Tim. I, I thought Susan was put uh, uh, no. uh, tapping my arm, and I looked down. It is a kitty. The kitty loves you. It's a kitty. Hey, buddy. You want to purr in the microphone, Tim? Let's see if we can get Tim to purr in the microphone for us real quick. Can you do it, buddy? Can you do it? There he goes. That's do how it. he is. He's 
so happy. Wow. Yeah. Oh, he's got permachine going. He got it going. And he doesn't even drool when he does it. That's the nice thing. Get your purr motor A lot of cats purring that much, they drool everywhere. Oh, yeah. That's a good boy. Whoa. <laughs> oh, that's a purr. Yeah. yeah. He's a big, he's a good boy. Sorry. I had to, I had to cough. Uh, I got a little tickle in my throat. Maybe I'm allergic to that much kitty love. Um, so much kitty love. So much, so much kitty love. All right, so uh, we, we we don't have a lot of time left. Susan and I have things we got to do to get ready for our party tomorrow. So we're not gonna we're we're gonna just push this right up to the limit here uh, on the program. And um, uh, Joe, is there anything we didn't get to mention tonight that because uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. So many things. I mean, we have the, the. I think we talked about it the other day. Maybe we that the Russian troll farm got a Molotov cocktail thrown in it. <laughs> yes. There was the guy. Loose ends. Loose ends. They call that in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> Loose ends. Tying them up. Sure. Burning them down. And uh, and then there was the guy in the helicopter who was uh, one of the contacts for the Russian meeting who was unfortunately he was flying. In the uh, what was it called? What was the phrase? Uh, um, adverse condition. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. The adverse condition being Putin's Russia. Putin. Putin's <laughs> launching rockets at your airplane. Oh no! Missile storm coming. Oh, Me- oh, meteorologist says don't fly. <laughs> so, <laughs> missile logicalist. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> that always that always free, that always confused me. Meteorologist may, always made me think: that, shouldn't that be somebody who just studies meteors? Yeah, that's what totally. I thought. Yeah, totally. But apparently, they uh, they think it's a weatherman. Yeah, and I always thought weathermen were, you know, leftist uh, radicals who blew up statues. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, uh, Bill Ayers, he was a terrorist, and they set up bombs and blew up a statue. <laughs> yeah. And Obama was riding his fucking big wheel when he did that, so he must be guilty, too. <laughs> must be guilty. Uh, must be. You know, weathermen, meteorologists. Maybe they yeah. should have said they were... <laughs> they should have went by the name meteorologists. Uh, above ground. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, Joe, uh, Joe, though, any, anything else uh, on your mind that we didn't get to uh, touch upon tonight? Well, well, just that we touched, we started to touch on it about the glue. <laughs> so, uh, th- th- this article caught my attention. Uh, the Santa Monica Malibu Unified School District plays veteran teacher Nikki Fisk on homicide. She's a 72 year old. Mm. Uh, on home assignment, uh, while it decides to do about disclosures of young Stephen Miller, she <laughs> said, do you, this is what she had to say about him. Do you remember that character in Peanuts, the one called mm-hmm. Pigpen? Ah! <laughs> With the dust cloud and crumbs oh, yeah. flying all around? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. That was Stephen Miller at eight, Fisk recounted oh, in an wow. article posted oh. Wednesday in The Hollywood Reporter. I was trying to get him to clean up his desk. He always had stuff mashed up in there and there was a problem with glue (laughs) he would pour glue on his arm let it dry peel it off and eat it 
Oh my god! What a goddamn freak! That's disgusting! She said he was... She said he was a strange dude. Wow. So, they... They, uh... They suspended her. (laughs) They suspended her? It might be worth it. It might... Home duty they put her on. I don't know what that means. Home assignment. I don't know. Wow. Which means stay home. <laughs> I picked the wrong week. Quit sniffing glue. So that's the only glue drop I have. Pick the wrong week. Yeah. I picked the wrong week. Quit sniffing glue. So pick the wrong she week to a, s- stop eating glue. She's, she's a registered Democrat. Mm. Supports uh, uh, causes associated with liberals, such as gun control and halting the killings of dogs for meat in China. Yes. She okay. could not like a nice lady. Comment. Very nice lady. Well, so she's opposed to Dana Rohrbacker. <laughs> yes. We don't resistance. care if you go ahead and eat them doggies over there. We eat bunnies over here. That's right. Shit. So uh, Stephen Miller used to pour glue on his arm, let it dry, peel it, and eat it. Yeah, that's disgusting. God damn it. That is, that, Ooh, that yeah. is so fucking... in the wet freaking wing. Well... Now we know why. Yeah. You gotta you gotta eat some really toxic shit to be able to work with that that asshole. I wonder what else he used to put on his arm and let it dry and eat. <laughs> I think that might be a question oh, for Oh <laughs> now I'm bogged out, man. I didn't think of that. Ooh, so gross. Oh no. Blue. It might not have been all glue. It might not have been. <laughs> oh, you made me snort, Joe. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, God. 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 The implications. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The combinations. Oh. Oh. Oh no! Uh, yeah. Barf in my uh, mouth a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah it would make you. Yeah. All right. Anything so, else, Joe? No, uh, that's it. Just look for the best <sighs> of the clown car on Sunday. Right. I don't know what Tim's cooking up, but it's good. Yeah, very nice. All right, Susan, it is all you. What's your parting shot? Uh, you know, not much. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to talk to all you guys. It's a great chat room. I th- I think you're nice people. Um, did you feel bullied at all tonight on the program? I did. Yeah. Would you say that this statement applies to you? I could say I'm the most bullied person on, on the world. No, I thought I was bullied in high school when a bunch of girls tried to punch me at a, at a football game. Well, we'll get revenge on them because you know, my motto. That's bullying. Blood for blood. That's bullying. Not when someone online says, I don't like your clothes. When they come up to you every day and threaten to punch you and stuff. Uh, And threaten to beat you up. That's bullying, Melania. It's not fun. Yeah. I had that shit going on, too. I got fucking smashed into a locker uh, repeatedly by, like, six members of the senior, senior football team when I was a a sophomore. No, freshman. Bullying. So I'll show you bullying, Melania. Come here. And you know why? Because my sister was an asshole to these yeah. guys. Oh. Yeah. And they took it out on me. That's not nice. Yeah, come yeah. here, Melania. I'm going to pith on your helmet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. One final uh, 
well, are we talking about the the P tapes now? <laughs> so. Yeah, the, pith the pith tapes. Please, can some can somebody please give me the like um the impeachment update? Like well, seriously, like, I, I, I just don't know. want. Well, we'll talk about that uh, coming up soon. Uh, but no, I think that Melania interview will forever be known now as the pith tape. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> you can have that for the clown car for the week after next if Yay, you like. Clown car. And it's a turn up it's a turn up original. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like so, a Netflix original. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Gagong. Uh, <laughs> God hearing that so much is annoying. Gagong. Gagong. Well now they do that every time you open Netflix now they're like Gagong. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, they do. It. And and you can't hover on anything for more than like two seconds. You're oh. like, here's the trailer! No, let's just start playing the movie. No, don't do I can't that. focus. No, don't do that. Assholes. And by the uh, way, anybody you, that has Amazon Prime, if you're not watching the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, love it. Susan loves it. Is it is it oh back for another season? Oh, is it, it is back funny. for another season? For season two? Yes, it is. Oh, did oh. I watch season two? I did watch season two. Oh, did you? Season two was already already approved, but uh, did, boy, I'm telling you, yeah, it's, no, it's, not, it's just approved. No, I was trying and to the talk about that. Guy that show. plays Lenny Bruce looks like mm-hmm. Lenny Bruce. Yeah, he does. Does he not? I know. I, I love that era. I love everything about it. Oh my God, Joe! I mean, it's so much fun. I I I was trying to tell everybody on Resistor Sisters, you guys gotta watch this because it's oh. a great era. And and she just goes up and she's just like talking. She's talking. I know. I know. I loved it. I I actually I watched the pilot before it was made into a series. I watched it mm-hmm. like five times. <laughs> She I did. So I did. Good. It was she really stupid, so but and Ken was that like, apartment. "God, I was like, God, they're probably never gonna make this. It's so great. I love it when she's talking to the deli guy too. That's so awesome. <laughs> yes. It's late. yes, she buys she buys the other girls pork chops. Well, yeah. we'll have to we'll have to get some audio clips from that or something. Oh, um, that's funny. But you're saying it's approved for season two, or season two has yes. already been made? It's been approved, I think. No, it's been approved. They're going to make yeah. another, oh, okay. another season. It, All right, it well, there fantastic. you go. There you go. And, All the, right. and the musical score is outstanding. So fun. Cool. Let's okay. talk about that well, later. All right. Let's talk about that. Later. Well, okay. Um, all right. Well, we got to wrap things up right now. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, sticking around and calling in. And thanks to the Mike Check Radio crew. And uh, check out Mike Check Radio, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern tomorrow for some politics and some nerd talk. Yes. And Midnight Sun uh, at 11 p.m. Eastern uh, after that. Um, I will be loading up some songs tonight for the night show yes. but um yeah, i'm not going to be very attentive but i really it's usually just me and adam listening anyway so whatever <laughs> um you know uh enjoy the music but uh susan and i have things to do that's it for now we'll see everybody on tuesday rain will be back talk to you later that's it over and out Rock and roll, God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. I could say I'm the most bully person on, on the world. No shit.